Lock us in. Load us in. Pop in that A-track. Spin the tape. Here we go. everyone welcome back to a brand new episode of your favorite mother fucking star wars podcast that's right it's the star wars time show it's matt it's nick it's pete the cat we're back and we're ready to talk all things star wars and by all things we literally mean all things that's going to encompass the fandom that's going to encompass news that's going to encompass rumors speculations you never know what we're going to talk about or you should if you are a star wars fan because for the most part on star wars time show proper we are trying to cover all the major revelations news awesomeness from the week in star wars so i mean that's what we do right nick i mean we are here to guide fans through the Star Wars universe. We're here to block them from following the dumb shit, but paying attention to the good shit. Yeah, there's right, a lot friend? of uh, a lot of asteroid fields out there that you could just run amok. Like you said in the last cast, Matt, you know, if you put in the wrong Navic computer coordination, you could end up going Niku. through a star. Yeah. <laughs> so <That> fucking asshole. <laughs> The, who knows where the Colossus is? They could end up in the middle of a sun. But here at the Star Wars Time <laughs> Show, we keep you on track. That, that, I mean, you're right. That's honestly my favorite part. It was just because of Niku's enthusiasm that they could potentially end up in essentially a black hole. Yeah, they could be blown to smithereens. I mean, Han Solo told us in A New Hope the perils of fucking with Nava computer coordinates, right? Yeah, very early in the movie, right up front. And he just he yelled at Luke, too. Right. You know, like, hey, idiot, don't fucking tell me just to jump. This is not like Dustin Crops, boy. You remember? <laughs> That's how he said it. <laughs> Ain't like Dustin Crops, kid. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean... Uh. I know a few weeks back I, I kind of poked a few holes in A New Hope, but it is it is the the beginning. It is yeah. it is the origin, and it does have some classic moments. But, anyways, people, I mean, if you've been listening to us, and obviously we appreciate you. I mean, I, I really think uh, we've had another great week in terms of Star Wars time show history. Uh, I just put out a video today that we are now searchable on iTunes, as as in if you just search in iTunes for podcast Star Wars, we now show up within the first uh, SERPs page. We're not at the at the top. We're not one of the first two or three rows, but we're not that far down. So honestly, people, that means you're listening to us, you're interacting, you're leaving ratings, reviews, whatever. So you know what you get this week? You get a motherfucking golf clap. Yeah. You hear that? You hear that? Thank you, everybody. I mean, we love you. We love you for that. That's a big fucking milestone for the Star Wars Time Show after we split from EB. So, uh, all we ask is if you are listening and you are enjoying this shit, please pass it on to other people you think that would enjoy it. And if you would take the time to leave a rating or even a review, I mean, rating is is plenty. In the end, that's that's what we need. We need ratings on iTunes or the other platforms that offer ratings or reviews. Either or works. 
ratings are preferred, reviews are fantastic. Either way, we just want to thank you people for getting us well beyond our goal earlier than we expected. So thank you. Uh, so as we like to thank our fans, Nick, what do we do? We do our fandom segment, which is, you know, we talk about topics that other fans are probably going to be enjoyed in. But more importantly, and honestly, a segment that's become my favorite of the Star Wars Time Show proper is our IG Top 5 of the week. Our IG is probably the best social platform that we have going right now, mostly because you're the the curator and keeper of it. I have to say, like, your knowledge of Instagram, the toy community, and just the, the general Star Wars community on Instagram as a whole has really made our Instagram an awesome thing to follow. Just oh, because, I do work, buddy. I do work. Uh, this oh, is yeah. The first thing I do when I wake up is scroll the feeds, mark mark accounts to share, and let them loose. Oh, yeah. I mean, so our our Instagram feed is not only just, you know, the content that we put out on StarWarsTime.net. It's also shots that Matt finds. Eventually, Matt's going to start sharing his own shots on there every now and then. He'll throw no up way. a, a Haywood. It's never going to happen. Come I on. do share them on our Twitter account, though, Nick. Yeah. I don't know if you've been watching that, but a lot of my uh, Luke Skywalker shots I've been doing this week, I will throw them up on uh, Star Wars Time Show Twitter uh, with a via at Matt R. Haywood to give myself credit because yeah. I am a weirdo. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the the Star Wars Time Show Instagram channel is definitely worth a follow. You can right. Keep but up with as news, Nick brought up, up everything as Nick brought up and I think he made a very key point. We are not just a we're going to take other people's art and share it so we get followers account. We are putting out our own stuff. Okay, so there is a slight difference. Yes, we we do. I understand that by us sharing other artists work that it's helping us 100 percent. I get that. But we're not just a feature account, because if you're in the toy photography community, you understand there there are a lot of feature accounts. There's some major accounts that we honestly some of us sell our souls to get featured on. Uh, we're not that type of account. We'd love for you to tag Star Wars Time Show or hashtag Star Wars Time Show to try to get featured, but our, our IG is also a tool to show you what we're doing on the site, to share our new podcast, to share our rant videos, to share Star Wars news. So get with it. Either way, Nick, let's get down to your top five IG shares of the week. Yeah, my top five. So it was interesting this week because before I put together the post, Matt sent me a little message. He's like, <laughs> I hid I hid one in here. I want to see if you put it in the top five. He nailed five. it. He fucking <laughs> nailed it. He so, nailed it so hard, it's the first fucking pick. It's the first picture. So as I always do, I scroll through the feed. I try to find fun things, cool things, interesting things for our top five. And the first one that jumped out to me was a fantastic shot. Love it. This is Love the, it. the first return top five person and in, in the Star Wars Time Show top five history. We're going back to one six shooter and he brings a, a beautiful mashup. And it's not just a mashup of, oh of different universes. It's a master, mashup of different toy types too, it seems here. So we have oh, a, a, all sorts of layers of awesome going on here, dude. Oh, yeah. We have an image. So you can almost look at this image and, and kind of picture it from A New Hope, except uh, change it up a little bit. So it's the scene where you have Han, Chewie, and Luke 
except uh, Luke and Han are dressed up in stormtrooper outfits, and they're leading a a handcuffed Chewie down the aisles of the Death Star. Yeah. Um, now yeah. take Chewie and replace him with Groot yeah! from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, like big Groot, like GOTG1 Groot. Yeah, not baby Groot. This is massive, like, like hero Groot. Yeah, he's touching, his head almost touches the top <laughs> of the hallway. And I love it. I love now, it. When, you, when you take, if you think about A New Hope, one of the most famous lines from that movie is, aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? Now, take that to the maximum. So you have Han <laughs> in his regular size, like a regular scale trooper. And then you have Luke represented by what looks like a Lego Star Wars trooper. <laughs> That's up. That comes up to Groot's knee. Uh, like, it's just the I mean, whole thing what, is so fantastic. What, what Trevor did. That's one six shooter. What he did here is that he essentially mashed Guardians with Star Wars. So as as Nick was setting up, I mean the the the, the scene in A New Hope where you got Luke and Han escorting Chewie. They're in stormtrooper out gear. Obviously, Chewie's in his binders. Uh, but what what Trevor did, he I mean, he re envisioned it as obviously Chewie's Groot, but the the the, the people escorting him are <laughs> Quill and Rocket. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good. Oh my God, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even right? realize that. Right, see, Rocket. Nick, yeah, 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 yeah. I I know Nick. You know, <laughs> he's not looking at all the details, but if you look at it, the the regular size stormtrooper is wearing a fucking yeah. Walkman. Yeah. Okay. That's why one six shooter is a pimp. The details, and if you look at the little guy, his fucking ra- the raccoon tail sticking out of the stormtrooper <laughs> outfit. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I mean, did- dude, <laughs> I don't even know where Trevor found the 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 fucking rocket figure. I don't even know what the fuck that is. That's not Legos. Uh, I don't know if he just mini- miniaturized. Maybe it, it kind of looks like it could be a. There's this line from Beast Kingdom called Egg Attack Figures, where it, they have the very chibi style, big head, smaller bodies. Yeah. I, I don't know how Trevor pulled this off. Either way, this is magic. Trevor's the guy, one six shooter, the one that won the fucking Star Wars fan thing in 2018. I mean, he's the one that remade a New Hope's poster with toys. Yep. Yep. The guy is fucking brilliant. I mean, he is. One Six is a professional toy photographer. He gets paid to shoot toys, by the way. I mean, his his photography ends up on box shots of, like, One Six scale Star Trek figures. I mean, you know, that Hot is, Toys figures. I mean, this guy dream. is a fucking pimp. So when you see this shot, this is pro-level stuff, my friends. Yeah. Pro-level. And it's just like, like like Nick didn't even Nick didn't even pick up on the little details that Trevor just inconspicuously weaves into these shots like this. Yeah, like the the walk. I mean, the comment is this is not going to work, Quill. Yeah, dude, shut up! It's going to work. Look, we found the suit, suit your, size, your size, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's such a it's well brilliance on shot. so many levels, Nick. I mean, it, it's ridiculous, and that's why. Without me saying pick this fucking shot, I am impressed and I I, I love you for picking this shot. <laughs> it's just li- like- I'm I'm so glad you picked this shot because this is the exact one that I was leaving subtle hints for without influencing your decision. Yeah, yeah. In no way did Matt say like, "Hey, take a look at 
this one six shot or anything like that. It was just it, me. it got close to it, Nick. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, <laughs> I was a little worried that you weren't gonna pick it, but I was like, there's no way anyone could pass this up. Oh yeah, I mean this is masterful work. I mean just it's funny too. Like even in the background of the shot, you see Piet. A, yeah, he's got Piet sitting back there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like when we share on our account, I can only share one image. Trevor actually included a, a BTS, so I encourage anyone to go check it out. Because if you look, you can see how he stages shot. He's using he's using props. I use they're called um, space walls from GTP Toys. Yep, that's what he's using to kind of build those um, cylinder columns, the the light windows, the control panels. That's all like practical shit. But back by Piet. What he's done, he he's actually lined up his his diorama to a computer screen to give that depth. So if yeah. you look beyond Piet, that's actually a computer screen um, in the background. But in wow. the foreground, that's all practical. That's fucking crazy. I would have never known that if you didn't right. say that, that's, that's what nuts. I mean. I mean, it's a shame we can't because, you know, when, if an artist shares a shot that has a slider, you know, yeah, how IG offers sliders now. We can only grab one of the shots. So okay, um, by all means, go check out at one six shooter. So it's at one six o n e s i x underscore s h o o t r. Check it out. Grab the behind the scenes. But I mean, dude, Nick, you did it. <laughs> you grabbed the one I wanted you to. Thank you. No problem. All right. Let's move on to the next one because this next one, this is a oh, this I next really, one is titties times two as well. Yeah, I mean it's fantastic. So this is a shot, essentially a recreation shot of the end of TLJ where you have the ultimate showdown between Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren. This is before Kylo knows that it's a hologram and you know a force projection and his uncle's not there, but just you know the way that it's posed is you're seeing the back of Kylo and both of the, the sabers are already ignited and, and Kylo's really has a good effect to it. You can see like the chaotic nature of the blade. And then you're looking like the shot is posted where you're looking directly at Luke and you can see his face and like his, the intensity in his face and then him gripping the Skywalker family saber ignited and ready to go. Um, But you know, you have some blur effects here and you also have, what looks like some digital smoke effects on the bottom as well. I mean, I just thought that this shot really popped like the lightsabers really kind of grab you. And then just the way that Luke is posed in this shot is, is really oh, totally. powerful. Here's, here's really, I mean, to me again, people, Nick is not a nut like me. He's not a figure collector. He's not a toy photographer. So he's just appreciating this as just art as it's presented where me as a collector, I'm looking at this going, I want that fucking custom crate luke because that crate luke nick that's not a real figure oh really exactly okay the the, south south p24 along with i believe he's got some other customizers they've built this from kit bashing sculpting their own heads painting this that and the other thing that crate luke is not a production figure jeez wow okay that, that like yeah, then that like changes the entire exactly. deal right. here. Yeah, so I mean the shot itself, as you said, is fantastic. Yeah, but the fact that South P crafted his own fucking figure that doesn't even exist, and it looks like Hasbro invested a few hundred thousand dollars into a production figure. Yeah, 
I mean, because the, the face on this figure looks Perfect. so fantastic. Like, that's what really grabs you about it is is that the, the head sculpt. Like, right. I yeah. mean, and Hasbro has improved their head sculpts leaps and bounds with the, 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 the you know, the photo reel tech we've talked about. This is literally just people fucking sculpting a head on their own, painting it on their own, mashing it on the random body parts, and coming up with their own figure. And a figure that honestly looks like they, I mean, I would pay $70 for that, Luke. Yeah, I was about to ask you that, you know, like, what is... I mean, he, he looks this? like an SH Figure Arts or, you know, if you're in a community, a, a, a Mayfex or a Mezco 112 figure. That's the quality. I mean, it's definitely above a Black Series, which, I mean, obviously for $20, Black Series is a deal. And it's gotten so damn impressive with the, you know, the digital face paint photo reel type of shit. But to me, this Luke, the way it's customized, I mean, this is a figure that I'd probably have to pay $50, $60 or more. That's so impressive. Totally. So it's fantastic. So just double the impressiveness here, seeing that that is a a mashed together. Right. Not only a great shot, great custom figure. I mean, we're talking an artist on multiple levels. Yeah. He can shoot, he can build. South P24 is the Instagram account you want to follow for that. Good stuff all around. Um, next shot. So, again, like I have no knowledge of the toy photography community at all. So, when I picked this shot, Matt looked at it and he's like, Oh, you picked the, a Sir Dork shot. And, and apparently, he is a, he's a big name in the community. But this shot, like the name didn't stand out to me. What stood out to me is just like, the fantastic effects that are present here in this shot. So what you see is a group of, I mean, these are, what, what kind of troopers are these? Patro- Matt, uh, the, the lead. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's the bonuses you get on star Wars time show, by the way, people we keep it. Real I, I may drink a few beers before I record on Friday night, by the way. Uh, but no, Nick's right. I mean, the lead trooper, that is uh Nick. That's the patrol trooper from solo. Yeah, uh, the trooper behind him is a standard, but it's one of the black series that has these really generic kind of blaster marks on it. And then the one to the right in the distance and the kind of the, uh, the the orange flare, that's just a standard trooper. Yeah, the standard one, I could pick out the one that's behind the flare, like you mentioned. The one in the back, I couldn't tell if that was like additional like marks on the armor or if no, that it, was like blaster. It is. I mean, that's how it ships. They, they basically just blast on some... Carbon scoring, if Carbon you Carbon scoring, yes, yes. So, I mean, basically what the shot is, like, it is a complete action, almost like a wartime shot. And what's happening is these these troopers are, are running through what looks like a marsh. And on the left side of the photo, you have this, what looks like a giant wave coming up. Like a oh, yeah, huge it's a fantastically water. captured water splash. Yeah. I mean, this, I would assume, Sir Dork, I think his name's Jared, uh, probably had an 800 to 1,000 shutter speed setting. I mean, that, that's how you get that real frozen look of that type of effect. Yeah. Uh, I believe I, I, I read his BTS. I think this is a combination of two shots where he actually lit the firework off in one and then did the water splash in the other. So uh, not only a great practical shot, but, I mean, obviously um, Dork can manage this stuff in post-processing. Yeah. Just, just beautiful all around. One of the better action shots. One of the best action shots we've, 
we've had recently. So just all around solid stuff from at Sir Dork 730 um, on Instagram. Go follow his account. You'll see a lot of like he that's his deal, right? He's really into like using. Oh, he blew up. I'm telling like you right now, if you're someone on I, I don't remember if it was December, November, January, it was around that time, but there was a a viral pro post going around Facebook or Reddit of a guy that would do photography with Star Wars characters using fireworks. This is why this is him. Yeah. I mean, he'll explain. He's like, dude, I had no clue. It's like, I can't believe this shit went viral. I'm so, I'm so humbled. I mean, the guy literally now has 20, 30,000 followers. I mean, good for him. That's something I've wished for myself for nine years now, having achieved it. Uh, it's just another reason I'm probably going to go hang myself after this <laughs> podcast. But at least Sir, Dur- Sir Dork has uh, broke through. Good for Sir Dork. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic shot. Yeah. All right. But Haywood Pops going on suicide watch. <laughs> Everybody, go give go give Matt some Matt, you have some fantastic. We were talking before the cast. You have some really good Luke shots up. I've been running I uh, we Nick and I talked about this offline for the resistance recap finale, but I was invited to participate in a uh, Hasbro challenge by one of their PR outfits. So this entire past week, by the time you're listening to this, I will have submitted my last Luke shots uh, by Monday, 325. Uh, but I, I went overboard. Hey, there's our <laughs> there's our alarm. That was actually That's, perfectly timed. We've, we've planned for that, people. You may be hearing that going, these idiots are stupid. Hey, Google, stop. But that was so I could share, just as we were talking about, my next Luke shot on Instagram. So like like I said, I was challenged with sharing Luke inspired scene shots on Instagram using the Hasbro toy pick hashtag with the hopes that I get a shot shared at star Wars celebration. So that alarm going off was to remind me that, Hey, it's time to share another shot because it's toy pops three time. So the fact that we're in the middle of our IG top five shares as this is going on, Anyone that does toy photography, you know what I'm talking about. You know it's Toy Pops 3 time. It's time to share the pics. So as I'm getting ready to hit send, I'm going to go ahead and let Nick carry us on to our third artist of the week. Yes. So we're going to move on here to another Lego shot. Like Lego Lego shots have been... It's my favorite too, Nick. Don't feel bad about it. Yeah, it's like Legos... Are just I'd never thought that Legos could be so cool. Like Legos could be posed to look so intimidating, uh, adventurous, action oriented. So this is a shot from Lego Star Wars Tong, Lego underscore Star underscore Wars underscore Tong, and it is of a a a squadron, a group, a group of five troopers. Um, it looks like there's some sort of, I'm going to see if they have it in here. I'm not really good at identifying the troopers, but it's five troopers in a marsh. Like now these, these are standard again. troopers, brother. You're good. They're just they, they just, I mean, he added obviously some custom weathering. I mean, just yeah. fucking titties again. Titties. Yeah. It's just like, again, yeah, because of all of the, the custom work he did to these Lego figures, I was like, are these like special swamp troopers or anything? But you can like if you look at it and you remove all of the extra things, you can see just a standard uh, Imperial Buckethead there. And these troopers are, are walking through water and it just it looks so cool because, again, you have the small scale of the Lego figures. 
the additional work on top of the figures by putting in the 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 wear, the marks, the weathering that Matt was talking about. They're holding weapons. They're looking, you know, the way that they're positioned, they're looking out into the distance. Some of them are looking straight ahead off to the sides like they're looking for a threat. And then the background of this image is really cool, too, because it's almost like a painted kind of background, like almost like a watercolor background that that's used here. Um, I just thought that this shot was, again, like Legos have been capturing my attention. I think it was really cool. And Star Wars Tong, you, you got me. You captured me with this with this whole image. Yeah, it, it was I'm, I'm with you, Nick. Uh it, the, the the Lego art form, especially in photography, in particular Star Wars, it, it's something that immediately catches my eye. I, I think it goes back to my preference for chibi design. Again, big heads, small bodies. Yeah, uh, That's what got me into toy photography with Funko Pops. That's what got me into Funko Pops, bobbleheads. Before that, I really used to appreciate that aesthetic. I become I'm moving into more of the lifelike stuff, you know, the hot toys, the black series, the high end figures. Uh, but I'm with you. It's hard to pass up a a quality Star Wars Lego shot because it it, it looks they look awesome and also dare I say cute in the same <laughs> light. Oh yeah, dude! Like you almost look at it and imagine, you know, these little tiny troopers actually on a mission. Like in Star Wars as a, you know, as a property has embraced the Lego brand more than anybody so much so that you have entire Lego Star Wars video games. You have Lego Star Wars little mini series episodes. I mean, it's unlike any other property out there. And when you see these Star Wars Lego figures, you can just picture them you know, in an animated series or in a video game because those properties are out there and they're available for everybody to see. So, you know, for, for the photographers, the artists out there who are using Star Wars Lego figures, it's just, it's another testament to one, the creativity of the Star Wars fandom and two, just the broad reach of the Star Wars brand and how far it extends. And stuff. So again, uh, the, the account to follow here is Lego underscore star underscore wars underscore tong. Um, fantastic shot. Um, last one. We're, we have number five here. This is from Trooper Nerd, Trooper underscore nerd. And it this shot is of a pretty basic posed Boba Fett, but it looks so real that when I was scrolling through the feed at first, I was like, oh, it's just a picture of Boba Fett. Like, I just thought it was a Boba Fett picture from, like, the movies or from something like that. And then I realized it's 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 got Trooper Nerd's mark on it here. I was like, holy shit, is this, a like, an actual toy toy picture? And I opened it up, and it was. Like, there's, you know, one six scale, Hot Toys, Boba Fett, all Damn in skippy. camera. Like, and I looked at this, I was like, holy shit, this looks like a fucking set pick of Boba I mean, Fett. it looks like fucking Jeremy Bullock donning the fucking armor again. Yeah, you cannot, when you look at this, you cannot tell that this I is mean, a I mean, you might as well take figure. us back to 1980. It was just such a well-executed shot. The background, again, is very minimalistic. You have a light source coming from, when you're looking at the picture from the left side, you have some smoke in the background as well. But that, it, it is all used to make Fett 
really pop and to have like a shadowed side and a in a in a uh, lighted side and again like this is it's using you know like Matt always talks about like the uh, soft cloth clothing for uh, for this figure I mean it oh, just yeah. looks fantastic like, I, I own this fet myself and it, it's one of my highlights of my Hot Toys collection I mean he uh, if you bought the deluxe option you actually get double costumes Nick you get you get a full different helmet a different uh, cape, if you will, different shoulder pauldrons, different arm, uh, what are those called? Gauntlets are different. Yep. Uh, his boots are different. His hands are different. I mean, this is one of the best six-scale fets out there right now. Yeah. And, I mean, Trooper Nerd, obviously, as Nick said, just, just fucking nailed the portrait. I mean, I, I myself, I've come to the realization I excel in – um, portrait style like this, or basic scene recreation. I, I'm not. I'm probably never going to be the guy that creates the epic like action stuff or the, uh, you know, group shots of very highly posed figures like you know, plastic action. Those type of pimps. Uh, but so I. I mean, naturally, I'm going to be drawn to people like me that are that you know do the portrait stuff, and that's why I love tro- Trooper Nerd's work. I mean. As Nick said, we got great lighting going on here. Uh, minimalistic background, so the focus is on the figure. Uh, it's just it's a good pose. I mean, it 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 is boba. I mean, it channels boba. It's aces. Yeah, hundred percent. So that brings us to the end of our top five for this week. Again, go follow all of our artists that we that we featured here: One Six Shooter, South P Twenty Four, Sir Dork Seven Thirty, Lego Star Wars Tong and trooper nerd all on instagram also follow star wars time show instagram on uh i mean at at star wars time show and if you want to make our top five features or get your images featured on our page tag or hashtag star wars time show we're up to 500 hashtags so far so we're, we're growing like i said we are growing you can grow with us or we can leave you in the dust no, I'm just kidding. But leave hey, you in the atmosphere aerosol. Right. <laughs> we're we're all here. We're, we're here for you, and we hope you're here for us. So, yeah. moving on with our fandom segment, we're gonna stick with toys, right, brother? We we got a major announcement today in the toy universe, especially if you're into the one six scale toys. Uh, that uh, typically we're talking hot toys level. Uh, if you are a collector, a Star Wars collector of the one six scale variety then you know what Hot Toys puts out. So today, Hot Toys unveiled, Nick. In honor of TPN's 20th, a 1-6 scale Qui-Gon, and it is art. This yeah. motherfucker will be pre-ordered tomorrow like, by myself. You can look at... There, there's a lot of fantastic images here, but like one it's, in particular... It's insane. You look at it and you cannot tell that it's a figure. Right. Like it just looks like a picture right. of Liam Neeson. So now you guys know <laughs> when you look at this. Now you now you know why I'm willing to, to spend two hundred plus dollars on these Barbies. Yeah, this is it's fucking insane. And there's a bunch of fantastic shots. So if you go to the post, it'll be linked in our in our podcast post as always on StarWarsTime.net. Just scroll to the bottom after the the little bit of text introduction. And click through all of the images that are associated, all the gallery images here, and you'll see just how fucking incredible this figure looks. I mean, there's action poses. Half of the shots are from the Duel of Fates battle between 
Qui-Gon and Darth Maul oh, from dude. episode I, one. I love the one where they got Maul doing that jump up and Qui-Gon swinging under his legs. Yeah, and it's like even within that, that image, like – the the pose like the posability of this figure and then also like the you know the lightsaber and just everything about this figure looks so fucking incredible i mean oh man and then one of the one of the shots also shows you all of the different little um the different accoutrements that come with it so you have what looks like a communicator you have a small oh he's gonna have like three or uh, was it three holograms to throw on the communicator yep Yep, he's got the Yoda, he's got the Mace Windu, which is funny because we've never actually seen him communicate, like holo- like hologram communicate with either one of those people, but he does have the, um, he-, he has Padme's ship, and he actually did bring that up on a little hologram to show Watto in episode one, he's like, this is my ship, um, it was the, oh god, Nubian, J-type Nubian, oh, yeah. um, you-, you also have his lightsaber, you have, uh, a bunch of different hand attachments, and then it looks like it comes with an additional costume as well, right? Or is that like a shawl? Yeah, I think it's going to be the poncho he wears. Oh, yes, when he's going through, when they're going through tattooing. Yeah, makes sense. So, again, this is like, like if you guys aren't into, you know, toys, the toy figures, stuff like that, this is a work of art. Like, I wouldn't even consider this a toy. Like, people hear the word toy and they're like, oh, it's like something. Little kids play with, you buy them a Barbie, they play with it for a few years or maybe even less than that, and then it's done. This is a masterpiece of, of artwork. Somebody built built this, created this, and it literally looks as close as possible to a full one six scale recreation of Liam Neeson as possible. Like, it's just super impressive. Yeah, no, I mean, when I saw this today, I was like, well, there goes another entry to my ever-growing thousands of dollars sideshow budget. Yeah, I'm, uh... uh, I think at this point in time, I already have over $3,000 invested in sideshow toys, or hot I'm sorry, sideshows who I buy from, they they sell hot toys, they sell their own sideshow brand in 1-6 scale, I've mostly bought Hot Toys because, I mean, they're the ones that do these, what, a lot of times they call them movie, movie realization or movie lifelike figures, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, I mean, that's why I, I, I've talked about I struggle to spend money on Swago, <laughs> this, that, and the other thing. It's because of these fucking things right here. Yeah. The, these Qui-Gon Barbies. I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting Matt's first photo shoot with this figure once he gets it. I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I like I said. I mean, he he's going on the pre-order tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. He's gonna be not out until 2020, but once it comes up, I mean, Matt's like your other fucking you know prequel Barbie that you really have some killer shots with is your Anakin. And I was oh, he's beautiful through, too. I yeah, him. I was scrolling through your feed um, the other day, and like you posted an Anakin shot before you started doing your your Luke series, and I mean again like that that figure just looks so fantastic like it's just a beautiful fucking figure so and best part is i've got the darth maul in pre-order so we're ready to can, rock yeah you can do the whole dual yep. fates now yep. you just gotta wait for young obi. tpm obi exactly and then right, you do the whole guess, deal guess what i already have pre-ordered is rocks all- obi-wan 
Okay, there we yeah, go. Yeah, Rot's Obi-Wan's coming soon, so I'll have him to pair with Rot's Anakin. Yeah, so you can do the whole in fight. But I don't, like, I don't have evil Anakin's eyes, so I'll have to do a little, you know, digital editing to turn him yellow, but trust yeah. me, the, I, I, I can't remember <laughs> this how bad it is, dude. I can't remember if I pre-ordered the one skit, uh, the one six Dooku, because they have that coming too. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about that when it was announced. Uh, I don't think I did, because well, there's sometimes where I I do try to govern myself. Yeah, I mean it's only really one scene if it's a Rots Dooku that you could recreate. Right. It, okay, so. so you're feeling me at this point. So I mean, before I got into toy photography, I was still a collector freak. Yeah. But I would collect to collect, but but Nick tapped tapped into exactly where my headspace is these days. It's how can I collect and also turn it into a photo subject so it makes me feel better about spending all the money. Yeah, I mean with that's with, exactly what Nick just said, and he is one hundred percent right. Yeah, one hundred percent right. With Rots Obi and Rots. Um, Anakin, you got you can do a ton of stuff. There's a I can lot do of something with it. Yeah, I can do yeah. something with it. But trust me, there was a point in time when when they announced the Dooku where I was sitting there and my finger was hovering above my mouse on the fucking submit button, like, don't do it, <laughs> don't do it, fight the dark. Ah! And I had to like pull it away and slap it. Yeah, I think you made the right move though. It's I tough, man. It's tough because I'm telling you right now that Dooku. It's it's essentially having a mini- miniature Christopher Lee in your house. When you put it that way, it's harder to turn that down. Oh, dude, I, I mean, <laughs> there's no way to put it. You you've seen the quality just in this motherfucker. I mean, yeah. it's the same in, in in the Dooku. Yeah, man, that's hard to pass up. Same shit. I mean, it it looks just like Lee. You just gotta get you gotta get him. You gotta get the the Dooku, but then you also gotta get the Saruman. From Lord of the no, Rings, yeah, and put them dude, right. This next is to why other. this is why we're good friends. This is why we do podcasts. Because I was just thinking, like, you know what? If I could buy the Dooku and somehow find a head replacement and white robe, yeah, <laughs> for for a Saruman, I'm in. And you you said it without me even saying that. So here we go. The Force is with us, motherfuckers. Flowing. So get your asses tuned to the Star Wars Time Show. StarWarsTime.net. And if you've listened to the Star Wars Time Show... I sound like Alex Jones or something right oh now. Oh, God. Just start screaming about random conspiracy no. things. No, I, I don't... I mean, <laughs> I don't. I never listen to that guy, but I, I'm a big fan of Howard Stern, and they've been doing bits about Alex Jones. They have an Alex Jones puppet, and they'll do bits of... Oh, my God. Like when he used to sell supplements, like, Hey, how does Alex Jones I'm sitting about fucking mafiole that's loaded with lead and paint? And bleh, you take it, your balls are going to grow big. It's just funny as shit. Like, oh my god, yeah, that dude's like, yeah, fucking like a man fuel. We drink gasoline, eat fucking tires. Guy is nuts. Anyway, <laughs> but anyways, hey man, if, if you guys collect hot toys and you've been looking for a few more prequel joints, this Qui Gon to me is a, 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 a it's a must buy. Yeah, it's a must absolutely. buy. It's beautiful. I mean, honestly. If I ever get to my TPM, isn't the worst bit. One of the reasons is because of Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, to me, is one of the coolest fucking Jedi out there, and he's gone within one episode. It is. That's a fucking shame, man. But 
you know, we get a little bit of, you know, Force Ghost Qui-Gon here and there and some of the cartoon series. I mean, I, 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 Qui-Gon to me is a highlight of TPM. I mean, I, I remember the first time I saw it. You got to remember back then in, in the 90s, the Internet wasn't what it was. I, I didn't I don't even think I knew that Liam Neeson was in it. Yeah, it's like you didn't get casting notifications and stuff Until like that. Until the first time I saw it. I was like, yeah. holy shit, they got Liam Neeson for Star Wars? Yeah. It's like the only way you knew about castings is if it was something super massive that made the news or like you saw it in a trailer or the day of the movie. <laughs> like, you, It's not like yeah. now where, you know, Carrie Russell gets cast for episode nine and that's all we know. We don't even know who her fucking character is or if she's in the movie for more than two and a half minutes. Exactly. Like, exactly. you know everything now. Back then, you I, I just, I like Qui-Gon. I mean, he had a pimp haircut. He definitely, I mean, he was a master, but he didn't jive with the master. No, he wasn't a master. He wasn't on the council, but he was a master. Okay. So you could be you could be a master and not be on the council. Yeah, but, but he, he specifically wasn't allowed on the council because he's kind of a a rogue counter culture. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So um, he, he's brilliant. I mean, in the end, Qui Gon's reason half you know a lot of the galaxy got wiped out and Darth Vader came to power, but we still love him. Yeah, you know he had uh, decent intentions. He, he and that that's he, why when we know? get to this Obi Wan tribute that. That's the reason why it just wrecked me emotionally, because the way it's all cut together, the way they lay out Obi-Wan's journey, I mean, they basically lay it out like, you know, I mean, in the end, he's a tragic hero. I mean, Obi-Wan is a tragic hero. Yeah. He fucked up. I mean, he fucked up by following his master's wishes. Yeah, exactly. But we'll get to that soon. Next piece we have, next couple of pieces we have here are focused around celebration. It's time to celebrate. It's time to celebrate. Go ahead. It's it's coming up. It's coming up. So Dude, Star it's so Wars close. celebration. It's it is. so close. We're like three. We're like three weeks out now. April eleventh is the, is the first day. That's the Thursday, and we just got some more news. I mean, news is basically for the last week or so been pouring in about celebration. Nonstop. Nonstop. They do at least two major drops a week at this point. Yeah. So last week we told you about Forrest Whitaker attending, and then the episode nine panel. This Poor week golly. we got, Poor golly. we'll find the truth, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this week we get information about the chosen one himself, ah. Anakin Skywalker, AKA Hayden Christensen will be attending celebration. Sand so he is boy. going to be there. Um, he was there that the first time he was at celebration was the, was 2017 yep. and you were there for that. Um, first I time re- he he's ever basically come out of star wars hiding was 2017 yeah i mean and he you know came out and he like i specifically remember because i was watching the the panel when when he was introduced for the first oh, time I, like, don't worry the, i wasn't the, um, i was there but i wasn't watching, watching it, it. <laughs> yeah so i was watching it and anakin i mean hayden and not anakin hayden came out to a <laughs> yeah nick and i we're, we're these delusional fans that think yeah the, <laughs> that think the real people are actually the characters yeah i don't know his real name hayden right. christians is not a real person to me. Anakin. he's anakin skywalker but when hayden came out he was he came out to thunderous applause like a standing ovation and i thought that that was super special because as I put in the piece when uh, on StarWarsTime.net where we announced Anakin will be, or Hayden, God, Hayden will be there. Um, 
he's he's always been a figure like a controversial figure within the star wars community just because of you know like we've talked about on this podcast before the portrayal of darth vader and the prequels and stuff like that but the fans came out and who knows what what the support was for you know the support they supported hayden unlike i thought they would like i thought there was going to be tepid response but they came out and they poured love on him. Right, right. I mean, Nick, I, I think it's a it's a combination of factors. I think it's the fact that he essentially went dark from 2005 to 17. Yeah. Like, just done. Didn't didn't make movies, anything. I mean, yeah, he, he I think he did Jumper and then just disappeared. That was it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I, I also think it's, I mean, he's fucking Anakin Skywalker. I mean, yeah. he, he was the, the Darth Vader with the armor, too. Uh, it, it's, uh, the, at least the way I, I interpret Hayden, uh, you know, obviously when I first watched the movies, I came off going like, uh, I think I'm supposed to like these. I'm going to pretend I like these because I'm supposed to like these. I mean, it, this was a, a big thing for me when the prequels came out. I mean, I know if you've been listening for months, you probably think I am a psycho and that I'm essentially a prequel troll. Uh, you got to remember, though, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing 40. Um, so when these came out, I was in my early 20s. I had such high expectations. I mean, I, I had just moved to Columbus in 94 when they dropped that they, they were doing the prequels. And I, I mean, my mind was like, you got to be kidding me. We're getting brand new Star Wars shit, you know? And then, you know, whatever comes out, it is what it is. Attack of Clones is what it is. And yeah, I think we all kind of looked at Hayden like, eh, man, some of the scenes were rough. But I honestly think when it comes down to it, he was doing what he was directed to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, the guy, the guy had Golden Globe nominations before fucking Star Wars. Yeah, and even his work... Like, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the crazy part. And the funny thing is, like, you mentioned Jumper. Like, if you watch Jumper, like, his work in Jumper was fine. good. It was, it was perfectly It's not a bad acceptable. movie. I mean, it kind of gets knocked on because they're like, hey, whatever. But it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean... And He's his, fine. I mean, he, he nailed that Bilson from that for months or years, I think. Yeah, like he, him and Rachel Wilson were dating, yeah, for a long time. And like, so it's just, yeah, it just goes to show you. I mean, like there was a lot of rough acting in there from, from Natalie Portman, a fucking Oscar winner, and from, you know, from you McGregor. How like, could this happen? Or like, Jedi? What's smarter than this? But I think now, like you said, when, when Star Wars fans see these people in, in real life, in person, in the flesh, like they realize that he is the embodiment of Anakin Skywalker. He's Anakin, man. I yeah. mean, he's Anakin. There's there's no no way to slice it. He's fucking Anakin. And like regardless, and in the end, yeah. I love the character of Anakin. I just do not appreciate how is executed in live action. So that's why I'll revert to the Clone Wars Anakin for my Anakin. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened at at celebration is people embraced him for being Anakin for being for portraying one of the most important figures in Star Wars history on on the live action big oh, screen. He's as as most as some people would say, huge, huge, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so that was really cool to see. So he's going to be back 2019 this year celebration. There's been no like he hasn't been announced for any particular. Yeah, it just sounds like um, autographs at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, he's going to be available for autographs, pictures, and stuff like that. 
Um, it's yet to be seen if he's going to be on any panels, but we'll keep you updated if there's any kind of news on that. But he will be there in person at Celebration. So if you ever wanted to meet Hayden Christensen, um, you have the ability to do that now at Celebration. Um, yeah, if you have at least 50 to to $100. Yeah, too, and way. if you do your you know reservations for your... And what, yeah, and want to wait in line. <laughs> yeah, so the other piece of news that we got, big news... I, I combined these into a post, but there like was double big news, brother. Yeah, double, double it up. So we have the announcement of the official Mandalorian panel <sighs> happening Sunday, April fourteenth, eleven a.m. Twin Sun stage. Fucking a. That will be that will be featuring. I want to get into this. Me too. Yeah, like this is one of this is probably like my number two panel. Like obviously number one is Episode Nine. I don't think we're gonna get that. Maybe and there's with a our big one piece. on Monday too. I, I just saw like someone put out like an infographic of the of the majors, and um, uh, Monday I think you're still going to be there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I should be there in like the in the morning because they're doing a big TPM event. Okay, for the twentieth, but they're I forget, and it's stupid to even bring it up since I don't know. We're on radio; it's fucking dumb. <laughs> but th- there's definitely an, a a fairly large panel scheduled for Monday that if you lucked out and you could be there Monday, that it's going to be well worth going to. Yeah, might be able to slide into it. So, but this Mando panel will have yeah. exec producer and writer John Favreau. John Favreau is essentially the shepherd of this uh, entire yeah, series. I, I mean, it's going to be Favreau and Filoni. I mean, that I, I would go sit in a room and just listen to those dudes talk. They wouldn't even have to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, Favreau and Filoni, I mean, Favreau just... Favreau alone, I would go listen to. Yeah, like, Disney and movies in general. I mean, Favreau was the person who kicked off the MCU with Iron Man. Like, he he directed... He's the one that proved that you could take a a sub-tier Marvel character and turn it into a 22-movie franchise that's about to culminate on April 26th with the 23rd fucking film. Yeah. I, I don't That's think fucking nuts to think about, by the way. Yeah, I don't think that like a lot of people, a lot of people now probably think that Iron Man has always been the marquee character no, in, dude, in Marvel. Like, you yeah. know, as well as I do in 08, when they announced Iron Man, we were all like, what? Yeah. Why like the people? Because before then, all we had was what? Spider-Man and X-Men. X- and X-Men. Yeah. People were all like in, in the X-Men movies at that time, at least one and two, like X-Men one and two were very good. Like. And most people, when you ask them about Marvel, like the, their character associations were mostly act, like Wolverine, Jean Grey, X Men style. Captain America comes up as well. Like Captain America, Fantastic and, Four was made was too. Huge it was just, already, but, yeah. But but um, this is when you know I don't even know if Disney owned Marvel at this point or, or Marvel. I think Marvel just got the licenses back for some of their characters. Yeah, in the movies. this was before the Disney acquisition right. at all. And, and they're like, well, we have a license for iron man let's try it out with this actor that's been essentially blacklisted from hollywood yeah but he was great but he went nuts and no one's gonna hire him so we'll give him another chance and hey let's use this guy that started as an actor and we'll let him jumpstart his director career and lo and behold favreau and rdj essentially set the foundation for what has now become i would assume a the most- you know what a a fucking 10, 10 billion five yeah. to ten billion dollar fucking franchise oh yeah exactly it's <laughs> it's like I, I mean fucking cm captain marvel has already cleared a bill yeah it's 
here's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't have numbers on this. I'm not going to be able to prove it. But Marvel MCU from Iron Man on is the most profitable movie series in history. Like, right. I don't close. think they own any. They don't own any individual records. As far as like this movie is made the most, yeah. But you're you're exactly right. I mean, th- these movies that it's it's the new Star Wars, but ten tenfold. I mean, people like oh man, Star Wars is oversaturated. Motherfuckers, from '08 to '19, we've had we're gonna have twenty three fucking Marvel movies. Yeah, like mo- like count that. That's multiple movies per year we have, on we average. Have ten ten total Star Wars movies. That started in 1977. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it is, like, Marvel, the Marvel movies don't ever get old, and they always get better. Like, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, right. Doctor I mean, Strange. Dude, Iron Man I mean, 1 was a fucking litmus test. It, it was a test. Yeah. Is this going to work? Can we do this? And now they can do anything they want. They can do want. whatever the fuck they want. A, a lot of people forget it, especially young people. RDJ was untouchable. Yeah, he was literally like he was he, he had been in jail for he was showing up in people's houses essentially naked on drugs laying in their pool. Yeah, exactly. He was a complete substance he was abuser and off his rocker. And basically what they did was they hired him and they said, "Look, you're going to play Tony Stark and you're just going to be yourself. Like you're just going to play RDJ except we're going to call you Tony Stark. The only thing is the guy doesn't have like he's not a drunkard." Like that's the only difference between you and Tony. I mean, he liked, he liked real drugs. I mean, he was on the coke and the good stuff. Yeah. It's but, just crazy to think where that came from. And I, I at this point, I don't even know how the fuck we ended up on Iron Man. I'm assuming it's because we Favreau. were talking about John Favreau. Yeah. But then if we move on to Filoni, I mean, Filoni is a Star Wars legend. Animation his, god. Yeah. Like, he, he, is, he is... He's the man responsible for... All animation outside of the Gennady Tarkovsky um, Clone Wars bits. Yeah. So anything that you've ever seen Star Wars animated outside of that initial, I think it was a two-season run, and it was right. a completely different art style. So it wasn't 3D animation. This was... It's um, Samurai Jack. Yeah, it was a yeah, Samurai Jack style of cartoon. Filoni started with Clone Wars, took it all the way through to its first end at the Disney acquisition, comes on with Disney creates and executes rebels, rebels okay. then moves on to resistance okay. and then circles back and comes to a new revival of clone wars. Oh, and by the way, he's also directing the Mandalorian episodes too. Exactly. Like this guy if there is a successor to to George Lucas within oh, Star 100%. Wars, 100%. Yeah, it's it's Mr. Filoni here. And Dave I mean, Filoni is the spiritual successor to George that happened to also get picked up by Disney. Yeah. So, I mean, if 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 Disney, I mean, like, if there's one person on this planet who deserves a feature-length film at this point, it's, it's Dave Filoni. Well, let's just call him. He's the George Lucas of animated Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That's a perfect, yeah, perfect title because... You know, we, we've talked about in the past how George would come in and, and be a disruptive force in Clone Wars. But, like, everything that you see in Clone Wars and all of the, the fantastic things we have to say about it, the portrayal of Anakin in particular, that's Mr. Filoni. Like, F- Filoni was the yeah. brain brain child. That you know, wolf-loving, cowboy hat-wearing pimp. <laughs> that dude's always got a cowboy hat on. He does. Yeah. 
Every he fucking loves, He loves wolves and he loves fucking cowboy hats. Just look at the 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 last season of Rebels with the wolves thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, like weaved it into the narrative. He's he's a special fucking dude. I right, dude. I mean, Floney at this time. That's one of my top meets. Like just fucking high five. I don't even care if he looks at me. Just like passing the hall. Dave. Whoa. High five. Keep walking like that. Yeah. Just. I hope that you know, it's gonna be hard to get into oh, this he's panel. Definitely I think. Listen, so Dave, yeah, let's do it. Get I us a get us it. a pass into this panel, Dave, if you can, Mister Filoni. But yeah, this is gonna be one of the harder panels to get into. I feel because this is again like well, Mandalorian. We're, we're about to talk. To, we're about to talk about something. Yeah, very soon. That's before- gonna alleviate maybe some of the panel stress that we've been yeah. saying you're gonna experience. Exactly. But before we get into that, Matt, this this two-fold reveal here also has a a whole gallery of images oh, God, Jesus. that are just right up your fucking alley so so yep. i'm gonna like yep. hand this over to you okay and let you run so we we got this week the uh the, and this is the sad thing for me this was just part one of the revealed star wars celebration 19 toy exclusives okay um so funko revealed a few uh, we got a few from Hasbro, a few from Lego, and as Nick said, this is the type of stuff that's going to kill me in the end. This is what's going to give me ulcers, brain aneurysms, strokes, <laughs> you, you never know. Um, so the the first reveal, Nick, we got a few exclusives in the Funko territory, and I can tell you, thankfully, in terms of your post and, and if people are following along with the cast, all these blued out crow motherfuckers can go eat dicks. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I could give a fuck about these blue chrome Funko Pops of existing Funko Pop sculpts. Okay? Yeah. And that, that, honestly, that's growth for me. That's yeah, growth. Yeah, because it used to just be everything. Like have you to have them all. all of it. You're exactly yeah. right. Have them all. Whether I like them or not, it was just I had to have them all. I can tell you right now, these six blue chrome Star Wars Funko Pops for Celebration can go eat dicks. Now, if we scroll down a bit and we see Darth Maul with his hood up, Funko Pop style, yeah, I need that. Yeah. And I need that. The other, the only other Funko that's going to be included that's not blue is the Watto. So if you scroll... I'll take him too, just because he's normal and whatever. I think the yellow eyes are a little fucked up. Yeah, I don't really get that styling. I mean, Watto had eyes. Yeah, he. But had that's Funko Pop. I mean, eyes. if you look at Maul, he also has just blank yellow eyes. So that that is the style of the figure. Uh, the good thing with Funko is they usually offer third party uh, outlets for their exclusives. So if you can't go to the show, or if you can't get a lottery to wait in line at the show, like an asshole. They're probably going to be sold through another online site during celebration. So I hope that's the case so I can grab these, uh, the Mall Pop and the Wado, without having to wait in line. Uh, but the next ones, Nick, the, the, the Hasbro exclusives, those are going to be dicey. Yeah. Those are going to be the type of shit that's going to generate long lines, knife fights, <laughs> deals going in like, hey, man, I'll blow you if you buy this for me. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I mean, I essentially blew some guy at the last one to get the 
Luke Skywalker in pilot gear in this type of oversized three seven five inch type of packaging, and 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 that's what they're doing this year. But it's going to be for uh, Darth Maul and Obi Wan Kenobi based on their Episode One packaging. And honestly, Nick, the packaging is what draws me more than the figures. Yeah, like the the packaging itself is so impressive. It's, it's, like, it's exactly what they're putting out in 1999 for the 375 scale figures. And I can tell you that for a fact because I have and I <laughs> oh, this pains me to even <laughs> say it out loud. <sighs> Hold on. I think I know what's coming. I have near triplicates. Oh my god. <laughs> triplicates. <laughs> of the entire Star Wars Episode One three seven five collection, because of my dedication to all things Star Wars collecting at that time, and again, the reason Nick's laughing because he knows my my take on the prequels. And, oh yeah, and my lo- my love or lack thereof. And of them. anybody listening to this podcast, if anybody is new to this podcast, yeah. okay, you'd be like, right. oh, you know, he's a fan. Yeah. If yep. you've listened previously, nope. you nope. all know. You all nope. know. Not at all. <laughs> So, no. so go so back I essentially and have a rants. permanent reminder in dollar figures and in actual figures, multiples of each one. Yeah, of the prequels. Uh, what I want you. And to by do the way, now, Nick, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do this just for episode one. You did it for two. Three. I've got multiples for clones and Sith. Oh yeah. So here's what I want you to do, people listening. Next time Matt goes on a, a, a prequel rant, what yeah. I want you to do is picture Matt and then picture yeah. all triplicate sets of the prequel dolls. Great. Right, yeah. Right behind him. Just floating so, above uh, his head. <laughs> yeah. I'm an asshole. I mean, I think we've all realized that at this point in time. I mean, Nick, Nick definitely has, has realized that. And hopefully those of you listening have. So uh, back to what am I going to do to get these? The mall one, honestly... I can live without. I, I own a Maul Black series. He looks no different. They didn't improve the, improve the face sculpt, the paint, nothing. Outside of just missing on that, that package, which, by the way, if I got, I wouldn't open anyways. Yeah. Because I still haven't opened my goddamn Luke <laughs> from, from you know, two years ago. I can live without that. But I'm telling you right now, the young Obi-Wan Kenobi, that's that's going to eat me up. That's going to give me heartburn. That's the that's the stroke motherfucker right there because there is no Obi Wan like that in the six inch scale. He's got that photoreal face paint application to it. He's got the fucking Obi Wan Kenobi peace sign fucking yep. sword fight stance. Oh yeah, I mean this is this is young. Come on, Obi. I mean we I have about it. I have to own this one. Yeah, we were just talking about it. The good thing is. Moving on to our next piece is that you may not have to sit in a five and a half hour, right. 15 and a half Th- hour. This, this was nice. This was a nice reveal from Reed Pop. Yeah. So there is a new app that will be releasing soon, not out yet, called the Lightspeed app, which will allow badge holders. So celebration attendees with tickets. Unless you're like me and Nick and you don't have your badges yet and everyone else is just going to fucking get everything before we can. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But badge holders. So the app's not out yet. But you will be able to reserve panel seats 
you will be able to reserve specific times during the well, day for shopping. Well, lot, lottery reserve. Well, no. Okay, so there's a lot. So there's two parts to this. So there is a for the big panels. There is a lottery, right? Which is so essentially the, what they call the morning panels, as Nick and I have teased throughout yeah. the past two or three weeks, like the 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 nine panel. We're like, oh, you got to sleep over for that. Well, they fix that because, by the way, no sleepovers at Celebration Chicago. Oh, that's beautiful. it's banned. Like I don't know if you read every sentence in that because that, that was a long winded post. It was. That was a huge to, post to explain the to... lottery. But I read it. No sleepovers in Chicago. That that shit's banned. Straight is, up, yeah. no sleeping over in line. It's gone. So as Nick said, your only chance to get into the 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 mega panels now is through a lottery. And quite frankly. I'm down with that 100%. Yeah, because it's 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 complete it, it, it's a lottery. So like you if you want to get into the episode 9 panel, you know it's going to be fucking impossible. So you put your name into a lottery and you can be you know drawn to have a guaranteed seat at at the episode 9 panel. And you can do this for all major panels. It's not like you have to pick one or the other. You can do them all. So if you want to put your right, name in the lottery, you can get actual all. seat numbers, section numbers now. I mean, you are going to have a, if you get picked, a guaranteed spot for the deals. So as Nick teased, there, there's another way. And I, I think you're right. Like I said, I, I believe the post it was kind of fucking confusing. It was very long-winded, but yeah. You've got this, I think this is where you're going, right, with the Lightspeed virtual panel thing? Yes, yeah. So the virtual panel reservations would allow you to, for so for outside of the massive lottery panels, you can still reserve um, seats for other panels throughout the, the con as well, for the, throughout Celebration, and the Lightspeed app will also allow you to reserve a specific time to go to the shop where you don't have to wait in line. So you can show up and say like, Hey, Matt R. Haywood here. I have my time reserved. It's 2 PM on Sunday. It's time for me to shop bitches. And you just walk in and you go. So you don't have to sit in a massive line to wait, to get into the star Wars celebration shop. You can just get there, get your stuff, pay and get out. Um, and as I led this post off, I mean, and you were saying, like you were saying, Matt, like your your take on 2017's celebration management was not uh, not the best. So what? So like, just overall, do you think that this is purely done because of feedback from 2017? It has to be. I mean, I, I know there's probably some people are like, oh, you know, we love the fucking campouts and shit. I, I get that. I mean, there is a community aspect of that stuff. I'm just not someone that could fucking sit on concrete for 15 hours straight. I, I would need drugs pumped into me nonstop. Nick would have to have like an IV of booze going into me or something. <laughs> yeah. There's it would, no fucking way. It would be. No way. Oh, man. We talked about it a little bit. I would need a yurt with AC, fucking electric, a TV, internet, whatever. There's no fucking way. So, yes, I do think this comes from feedback from Celebration Orlando because that was a goddamn disaster, panel-wise. A fucking disaster. I'm not going to go into it. We we talked about it before. It was a nightmare. This way, I know, yes, it, it may not seem fair, but I think it's as fair as it gets for the, this type of event to where if you bought a ticket, you have the right to apply for these lotteries, the light speed lane, this, that, and the other thing. So if you if you do your planning and this, that, and the other thing, 
you should be able to at least see one panel a day now, I would think. Yeah, hopefully. Where, where before, <laughs> if you weren't willing to wait hours upon hours upon hours, you you probably weren't seeing shit. Yeah, it's like you said, if you weren't sleeping overnight for every panel, you might as well just peruse the floor and then go home and watch everything on fucking YouTube. Like, it, it was impossible. So, yeah, just another uh, improvement on this, this year's celebration. Uh, I can't wait to, to get my passes, like you said, my badge, so I can, like, get it activated and then be able to start fucking reserving stuff. Matt and I are probably going to coordinate to see if we can get some con spot or some panel spots together. Um, Even not to get, I mean, if anything, we'll at least try to try spread to- ourselves through so we can at least, you know, I, I envision Nick and I may do at least one remote. Yeah. Uh, from from uh, Chicago. You never know. Maybe we'll do little recaps every night at the end. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the goal here is between us and – we're gonna be stringing along our intern Kung Fu, uh, you know. Maybe maybe we'll we'll get him into some, and we we can all kind of compare notes and and do a breakdown. But I mean, I I do I think that's the plan. I mean, I I would love if we could go all watch them together, obviously. But there's a lot knowing of stuff the way, to cover. yeah, knowing the way these things go down and that it's lottery now. I mean, we're just gonna have to see what we can do. Yeah, who who gets what and what anybody can get into essentially. Um, but yeah, so that's the big celebration news. So you have Anakin Skywalker, aka Hayden Christensen, in real life, uh, going to be there. Your Mandalorian panel, plus all of your exclusive toys that were announced, and you now have a way to possibly get into some of the biggest panels at Celebration without stabbing somebody or having to sleep on the floor or selling your blood, anything like that. <laughs> Like, I like stabbing people. I, yeah. I, that that's a good way to describe it. I mean, it's just <laughs> it, if it you want to see panels of Star Wars Celebration, bring your shivs. Yeah, it's like the uh, Hunger uh, Games. Uh, 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 uh. That's that's the lot. <laughs> that's what they don't tell you. The lottery is yeah. okay. You have to go into a fight to the death. Yeah. By the way, it's, it's just a lottery for the Hunger Games of Star Wars panels. Yeah. So good luck. It's like you're gonna see Nick running towards a cache of weapons. And beheading a little child, it's like, so look, he can get so he can get into the episode nine panel. No fucking mercy. All right. Yeah, I like, want to listen to JJ talk. <laughs> right. Spoilers for The Walking Dead, but if you've been if you've been watching the current season, Nick's gonna go Michonne on some fucking babies. That's how it's gotta be, man. This is Star Wars. This isn't fucking <laughs> My Little Pony. Okay. Yeah. Hey, watch out for his katana. It's coming. It's it's coming down. All right. We're going to move on to another piece of Mandalorian news. So we just talked about the Mandalorian panel. Now, Matt. This is awesome. I love this. This this is what Favreau does, though. Like, Favreau is, he's he's not, like, a huge social media person like like, uh, Mark Hamill or um, Ryan Johnson is now. You know, a lot of the other Star Wars people out there. He he likes to trickle. Favreau's a trickler. And what Favreau does is he likes the no comment pictures so he just puts up a picture and doesn't oh, yeah. say anything about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, dude this was a big no comment like yeah big big no comment so this this image comes directly from mr favreau's instagram account and what we see is an adr session so an adr session is yep. a voiceover session uh-huh and we're looking at a very familiar mcu director 
Mr. Taika Waititi, he's, who's also a director on uh, on future episodes of The Mandalorian. And what what else we can see is the screen. We see the screen that he's looking at. And on this screen, very prominently, is yeah. IG-88 assassin droid from Pretty Star much, I, I believe, Nick, that's also the green screen shot we got a few months back. Yeah, because the They pose. just added the background now. Yeah, the pose is almost exactly the same. Now, granted, the pose was just him fucking standing there. I, um, yeah, you, I'm telling you right now, I own two IG88 figures. He doesn't fucking pose. Yeah, he just even in real life, there. he's a fucking robot. I mean, he's got elbow joints and knee joints. That's about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, what 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 we can infer from this shot is that he's IG88. Yeah, Taika Waititi is IG88 here, people. Yeah, your boy Korg is going to be IG8 IG88 and I kind of brought that up in the piece, Nick. Do you think he's going to use his <laughs> the Kiwi what would you call that the, the Maori accent or the new it's kind of New New Zealand, but yeah, I believe he's... it's the Maori tribe, you know, kind of like Tamira Morrison, Django Fett. Yeah. So <laughs> do you think he's going to bring that same voice or do you think he's going to do or do you think they're going to modulate it to make it sound robotic? That's what I was going to say. Like, there's got to be some modulation, because if I look like when I look at IG-88, he doesn't seem like a droid that's going to have like human like speech. Exactly. Patterns, exactly. Like, like any inflection or anything like to me. He can't speak like C-3PO. Exactly. Yeah. Like C-3PO could modulate his voice. He could, you know, he has pitches and tones and stuff like that. IG-88, I feel like, is going to be very robotic. So they're going to take Taika's voice, whatever voice he decides to use, and then throw a bunch of distortion on it, ro- makes it make it sound very robotic and, and rigid. Um, that's what I, I just wonder imagine. if I can give him that accent like Korg. Like, oh, yeah, man. Hey, Dude, that would what be do you so think now, bye? If he, if he had a fucking oh yeah key. man he's dead I stepped on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey guy you're still alive good to see you bud. That fucking scene in Ragnarok was hilarious. Oh I he's love great. It. I mean Corey's one of my favorite MCU characters and okay I'm not gonna say anything it'd be spoilers. Yeah but just good stuff. So you may you may see him again. Taika yeah so that's that's the story here is that now we know well one we know that that IG-88 is going to have a, a speaking role, definitely. That, I mean, dude, here. yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, that that may be more mind-blowing than the fact that, that Taika is doing his voice. Yeah, exactly. Like, IG-88 well, uh, I mean, IG-88 has a voice. Yeah, just in general. <laughs> so, um, so he's going to be a player. He's not just going to, like, at first when we saw the image, we're like, is it going to be, like, in the background? Is it going to be, right. like, just yeah. a passing no, shot? Right. But now... I mean, this is kind of proving yeah, to us. You almost have to him. think now he may be a maybe a recurring minor. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Tyke is going to be shit. On I mean, maybe he's a fucking major side. Who knows? But yeah, so that this character is going to play. I would call it a significant role in at least one episode of The Mandalorian. Confirmed totally, from this. Totally. Um, so this was again really cool drop from from Favreau. Just. Drops the picture with no caption, no comment, anything. One of the other cool things that's in this shot is like you can see a, you know, the 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 Mandalorian style helmet. Like the yeah, helmet. I, I, what do you think that's motivation or something? It, get, get them get their headspace right. Yeah, because or really what cool. if what? No, never mind. Because we know Pedro's the Mandalorian. So yeah, like were you thinking that he was using it as like a like could could this be like a conversation between? 
like the Mandalorian character yeah, in IG? Like, like what exactly? I mean, are, are they are they using it for a scene for inspiration to to get Taika in the mood? I don't know. Yeah, or is it just they did Favreau just throw it there as like a hey, here's a here's a fucking helmet. It almost looks like it's spray painted red too. Like. Yeah, because I, I honestly think if, if they're bringing in Pedro to be the man, though, they're probably going to let him do the speaking. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. They're not going to dub him with Tyka's voice, so. No, I don't think that's, that would happen at all. And by but, the way, if I if I have a son or another kid, I think I'm going to name him Tyka. That's a solid name, dude. It's fucking Just pimp. Like, Tyka Waititi is like the most, it's the it's coolest fu- fucking I mean, super name. super pimp, super yeah. pimp. So... That's that's the news there on on Mando people get ready because twenty I mean we're in twenty nineteen you know twenty twenty nineteen is oh, the dude, year I, I of think Star the Wars. panel here's what here's what we're gonna get for the Mando at, at celebration teaser at minimum if not full trailer yep um release date re- release date and a bit more context I think yeah do you think because for the Mando panel like we said the confirms are Favreau and Filoni. Do you think we get oh, fuck Pedro? It. Take think- it to the bank, dude. I mean, yeah. next week will probably be the Pedro announcement. Do you think we get Gina Carano? Yes, think- <laughs> of course. What the what the fuck are these people doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of I'm- course they're gonna take probably fifty grand to come sit at a panel for two hours. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it, dude. Like I'm I'm as excited for the Mandalorian as anything else coming out in star wars i'm gonna leave a note for maybe a video i'm gonna do like a a take it to the bank for star wars celebration Celebration. there's a lot that we can yeah that we've gone over just in these casts like 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 what what you can pretty much guarantee like i'm telling you right now guarantee nine trailer guarantee mando trailer uh hey you may even get a cassian tease Mm -hmm. but i'm telling you right now anything that's getting a major panel that's a show expect a first look yeah for sure all right we're gonna move on now Th- this is this is like titties and milk right this is fucking super interesting big super time. interesting big time so everybody Something knows we've been bitching about for a while too exactly yeah like everybody knows that we're not huge fans of ea's handling of the star wars video game license everybody knows that um but there was really like in our minds we're like what what can they do like what can you do about it like disney gave them the license like yeah they could take it back Uh, maybe they could say like well we're voiding the contract we'll pay out you know whatever we need to you're done but disney made a very interesting move they figured out something to do oh yeah so what (laughs) they did was they took lucasfilm games not lucas arts Right. Not LucasArts. A lot of people forget the two different entities back in the day. Like, Lucasfilm Games did exist in the past, uh, but its last game it made was 1991. Yeah, this was before. So this is not the LucasArts that you associate right. with. The X-Wing know, for, game, the TIE Fighter games, yeah. all that shit. Jedi Knight, Force right. Unleashed. This was all pre-all that. Yeah, before everything. So Lu- I, it was even pre-Dark Forces, right? Yeah, D- Dark Forces was also LucasArts. I mean, th- th- this is like the, the Monkey Island type of shit. Yeah, this is like super early PC-style games. Like, this isn't anything Holy that shit, like... Ohio State beat fucking Iowa. Iowa State in the tournament. There you go. That right. makes, that's, that a, makes... that's an 11 seed beating a 5 seed, people. So if you had a bracket going on... 
That's that a bracket could, buster. Yes, yeah, so that could bust you. I don't Holy remember. Holy shit. I think, there I think you I go. Might have, I might have had Ohio State win in that game. I have to go back and look. Anyway, so Disney said, you know what, EA? We're going to put a little pressure on you. We're, we're taking Lucasfilm games and we're bringing it back to life. And the way that we found out about this was was not like an official like post about it, right? We found out about this from fucking the internet, like job listings, the internet. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think we we scraped it off of Engadget. Yeah. Yeah. Engadget. But uh, but it it came. I mean, I sent it to Nick. I was like, "Hey, motherfucker, it's time to bust out that fucking animation degree, my friend." I mean, they're hiring. <laughs> producers managers and marketing managers and and that's like marketing that's nick's fucking yeah, niche right now that's i was like sell your fucking house you're about to buy <laughs> and move yourself out to super expensive san fran yeah and if you look at all of this what's interesting about the listings are if you look at all the listings producer lucasfilm games parks and experiences parks experiences and products that's listed for every one of them brand marketing coordinator uh, associate producer, associate brand marketing manager. All of this is related to parks experiences and products. With the parks leading it, it's very, very, very interesting to see that because this could be a completely new avenue for them. Now with, with Galaxy's Edge, with Batu opening, they may take this whole Star Wars game brand and bring it to that park. That would be no, a super interesting Nick, way you to hit, approach it. You're exactly right. So let's kind of get into the legalese of this. You know, we're, we're sitting here like, oh yeah, we're gonna start getting AAA everything. Well, there, there's some contract shit to think about. So EA technically owns the rights to the gaming license that Disney sold to them until 2023. Yes. So what no one knows yet is if this Lucasfilm Games will be able to make Star Wars titles while that that the, this agreement is still in place and active. Yeah. Um, I mean, so Lucasfilm at this point, Lucasfilm Games could pretty much make anything Lucasfilm owned, in my mind, outside of Star Wars is what I'm thinking. But... If you know what it takes to start a video game studio and actually put out a AAA game, the fact that they're they're just starting to build the studio now, to me implies that they're probably not even going to put out their first big game until 2023. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the development cycles for anything outside of like, I mean, if you're talking Red Dead GTA style, like, well, not style, but like level of you know, production and quality, those games take five years to make. Like a Final Fantasy game takes five years to make. Um, so with, like you said, Matt, with it being 2019 right now, if they go into a five-year development cycle for their first game and it is a AAA title, like console, PC, AAA title, we're not, we're not looking at a release date until 2024. And they can contractually do that. Like you said, the EA license ends in 2023. So... If you're planning to say like, hey, good run at it, but your time is over, now is when you start building up your team for this studio. Like you start it now and then you're ready to go right out the gates when the contract ends. So that's a, that's a really good call on your part, like pointing out exactly how the timeline works, how the contract works. But I think like 
Lucasfilm and Disney, they're thinking five steps ahead here. Like they're thinking for like waiting for this contract to end. And I'm, I'm fucking excited for it. Cause I want something that is not a battlefield game. I mean, battlefront game. Like I want star Wars lore, star Wars story type of games. And I think the best people to do that is fucking Lucasfilm themselves. Totally. I mean, this this makes complete sense. I mean, a lot of people have been inferring that this is a sign that Disney is upset with what EA has done. It's like, it, it, duh. It, it, I mean, I don't think I think people forget EA has had the license for almost six years now, and they've put out fucking Battlefront and Battlefront Two, and Battlefront Two essentially led to lawsuits <laughs> because of fucking loot boxes. Yeah. That was a fucking disaster. I remember that shit. Holy crap. So, yeah, dude. The, clearly, the things things did not work out the way that, that Disney wanted to here. Um, so, they're ready to take the fucking ball. I mean, Disney makes fantastic games on their own. Like, Kingdom Hearts is one of the most successful PlayStation franchises of all times. Granted, um, that's in, co- you know, cooperating with, uh, and developing with Square Enix, mostly done by Square Enix and its Disney properties, but like Disney's made successful games on their own. They did um, what was it? There was like a like a Mickey Mouse centered game, and it was like super fantastic. I can't remember the name of it, but they've done AAA titles that have done very well on their own. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm a huge fan of the idea of putting the license back in the hands of the makers and not just some random ass publisher like EA. Um, so I'm waiting to see exactly what's going to come out of here. And if, you know, if we get a, a leak, a hint of any kind of development starting uh, for a game that's to be released within the next five years or so. So solid piece of news here. Yeah, no, th- this this definitely got passed around in my circles, you know, between EB and, and gaming, this, that, and the other thing. Th- this is huge. Yeah. This is huge. I mean, th- th- like I said, I-, I believe a lot of people with their conjecture, this is a sign that Disney's going, eh, we probably fucked up. Yeah. We probably fucked up selling that, but I mean, I get why they did. I mean, you got to remember when they bought the license, you know, all the shit they bought with that $4 billion. They were they were laser focused on re getting these movies going. Yeah, and they like what I think what they realized was at the time they were super worried about recouping their investment. Like I know theoretically they were like it, it's going to come back and it's going to come back relatively quickly, but it came back faster than they even could expect. And now what they realize is we're losing out on a massive chunk of entertainment revenue by not having regular game releases like do you know how much money video games can make if they're successful like rockstar games the the publisher and the developer for red dead redemption and and grand theft auto they only have to put out one game every four years not even that dude i mean (laughs) we're talking like every five to ten years yeah and they make like (laughs) 650 million almost a billion dollars from releasing one game that costs them around $150 million to make. Like, you can bring in the fucking money if you do video games well and people attach themselves to it. Like, 
if you can put out a Star Wars franchise that people will buy every time you drop one, then it's more it's just more fucking money for Disney. Like it's just going into the coffers and I think that they've picked up on it. Like they've picked up that paying EA a licensing or like having EA pay them a licensing fee and then also it's having royalties from the games. Yeah. yeah. It's not worth it. They can just do they it can themselves. make more actually producing games that people play. The only thing that that concerns me about this is what's the scenario if the in 2023 if this happens and and they shift the license back, what happens to Swago? That's a good yeah, that's a good point. Does I mean, EA own Capital Games? Yeah, EA owns like Capital Games is a studio owned by EA. To that's my what I thought. Is, I mean, yeah. I mean EA publishes Swago. Capital Games develops it, but EA, I believe, and and you're kind of confirming that they own CG. So yeah, it's just like what if this game's still going on? Because I was talking to Kung Fu, he's like, yeah, yeah, the game may be on its back end. I'm like, blasphemy, motherfucker! (laughs) I mean, this this game's your life, and you're talking about it could just go away, and you're okay with that? I was like, this game is isn't going anywhere as long as it's still turning a profit. Yeah. Like, as long as this free-to-play game for phones and tablets is still making enough money to justify the studio, the people, all their benefits, and it's still making revenue, it's not going away. No, it's not. It's never going to just It's just like, like Supercell. I mean, Supercell still makes $700 million a year approximately in, in straight revenue. I'm not From, just talking yeah. about, you know, gross fucking sales. In revenue, this is from the, just the Royale games, right? Like, no, I mean, dude, Clash <laughs> of Clans are still making a, a couple hundred million on. Yeah, so I mean, if you do one of these mobile games right, then there's no reason to shut it down for no, re- like for you know, little to no actual reason behind it. I think what'll happen is if we get to 2023 and these these mobile titles are still kicking. Like, I mean, force arena is still out there too. Like I haven't played it in a while, but like star Wars force arena is still out there. Um, you have, there was another game in development at one time, another mobile game. I think it was called, oh man, I can't, uh, empire or star Wars rise empire rising, something like that. It was another mobile title. Um, and, and so go like, I think what would have to happen is, Either Disney would allow them to continue supporting those games, but probably in a reduced fashion, or they would buy the IP. Like they would just, they would buy the IP from them and say like, okay, well we own it now. And then it would be up to them to, you know, do whatever with the studio that runs it. Like they could retain them and they could force essentially force a sale out of EA of that studio, or they could just get new developers on it and continue continue supporting it with that with that team so yeah this is this is going to set up a very interesting um window of time at the you know tail end of 2023 beginning of 2024 for the entire uh star wars video game franchise like the entire license it's it was it was a it was a um a welcome piece of news this week that we got i mean it it gives us some totally unexpected gives us some hope that um, outside of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, we may start getting back to some AAA Star Wars game. I mean, we had a 
which honestly, Nick, I love that we're starting to get interaction on IG. Uh, our boy Nostalgic Adam that we talked up about a few weeks ago for top five, he's like, yo, this is tits. Bring it on. You know, I, I need to see more of this. He's also referencing something we're going to talk about here at the end with the potential setting for the Got, Got Duos Star Wars trilogy. Uh, so all this type of stuff, I think, excites long-term Star Wars fans. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Moving on, dude. I don't know how we're going to approach this one. I, I almost want to just watch it as we're on the <laughs> cast because uh, what we're about to talk about, people, I, I put this one up this week. I, I don't know how moved Nick was from it, but <laughs> I, I just I feel like the older I get and being a dad now, there there are just certain things that when I watch, they, they cripple me emotionally. Yeah. And, you know, let, let's not be serious. I'm not talking about, like, real, real life stuff, you know, people dying of AIDS, little kids dying of starvation. You know, I'm talking about watching a Disney movie or something or, or, or Star Wars. And in particular this week, um, the, the, the Gara Studios, this is a YouTube channel I've been following for years through my work on entertainmentbooter.com. Uh, th- this guy, he just he makes really great shit, very artistic stuff. And, and recently, he's been making a series of video vignettes that kind of examine a a singular character from a pop culture franchise. I mean, he he, I've shared one on EB for Game of Thrones that he did with Jon Snow slash Aegon. It just fucking tits. Uh, he he did one for Captain America in Endgame. Just money. And this week he did one for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Nick, I don't know if you kind of picked it up when you watch it. It's not so much that the video, I wouldn't say it's just an an homage to Obi-Wan, but it really is just kind of a, it's a great pointed look at the the saga as a whole, at least the, the, the you know, one through six. And Obi-Wan's impact on the narrative yeah. based on his deci- his decisions that were, you know, either influenced by his own master and also by just the person he was and what his decisions led to. And ultimately what they led to was he created one of the most evil Sith Lords in the galaxy that killed thousands of people. Uh, but he also looked over this Sith Lord's offspring and... and made sure that he would be able to undo the heirs of his first failure. Yeah, I mean... And that's what this video, to me, highlights. Yeah, it's almost like you can look at this now, like if you watch this video, you almost get a very interesting mirroring of Anakin Skywalker's story to Obi-Wan's. Like, we always look at Anakin's story as, like, the, the tragic fallen hero who is redeemed at the end, but you never really look at Obi-Wan in that way because he's always been, he never fell to the dark side. He never had this moment of, of weakness to where it really cost anything. No, not at all. But what happens with Obi-Wan is that, like you said, like he goes, he is such a well-intentioned person and, and he does exactly what his master wants him to do. Train this, this young person, this, this chosen one, and what happens is like Obi-Wan essentially becomes this this fallen like the the reason that the galaxy is in shambles like if if Obi-Wan would have simply said I'm not going to train him then then Anakin Skywalker would have never become Darth Vader we've never been here at all so you can pin it all on him but like you said 
he doesn't break there. He persists and he trains Luke, brings him up, and then redeems not only Anakin but himself by having Luke save his father and destroy the Empire. Like, and it takes like this video. What it does is very similar to a video that we talked about probably a month ago, three, four weeks ago. It takes footage from every part of the of the original six oh, movies. Dude, uh, did you notice they also use voiceovers yeah. from Rebels? Exactly, yeah, from Rebels, from Clone Wars, you can hear uh, James Taylor's oh, voice. Oh, fuck it, I'm playing it. <laughs> I can't, I can't help myself. It's, I mean, it's it this is this thing is goddamn magic, people. It's not going to make any sense for you on this cast. Yeah, but I, I we have to play it. So yeah, so why don't you? Well, actually, they're not even going to hear it because it's going to be going through my headphones. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but essentially, like what what you're seeing in the in the video is just it's a lot of. But it's also the music they set it to. Because yeah. in the end, I, I kind of made this point. Anything, Nick? I mean, we've talked about with the with John Williams. I mean, without John Williams, Star Wars isn't what it is. And, no. and really, this video is great. The Garris Studios edits it masterfully. But if he didn't edit it to the music the way he did, I don't think it would it would would have punched me as much as it does. But it's this thing is fucking magic. Yeah. You have to watch this with us. Watch it as we're talking right now, because I'm watching it as I'm trying to talk to you and listen to it. Yeah. And it's I kinda mean, difficult. Pull up pull up the post and what you'll see is just like it's it's his journey. You're seeing Obi Wan's journey. And it's not it, – they don't always show it sequentially. You're not just seeing no. it from episode one through yeah, six. Like when they do those cuts between Luke and his dad when he's Anakin and then his dad when he's Vader. It's it's just, This is fucking art. Yeah. I mean – He's it, holding oh, – Qui-Gon dying. Like, oh, my God. And again, like this video – this is what I told Matt before we started casting. Like the thing that I took away from this in particular is that when you do something like this, when you take – the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and you put them together in this beautiful dance that's yes. that's telling the life of one character yes. the prequels really shine like that's where it shines yes is is in the context of how it references the the ot and this video does it just fantastically it does it masterfully exactly what, what, what was the other video we watched that had prequel footage we were like god damn that really makes the prequels impactful uh, it didn't, was, we, didn't we just watch one a we did, few yeah, weeks was, ago? Yeah, it was like three weeks ago, and it was... Uh, oh, it was the fucking... It was the Topher Grace Supercut. Yes! It was the so, in the end, the key to the prequels is edi- editing them with great music into the originals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, but that's what it is. Like, what people in, like... I hate you! Like, what you people my need, brother. need to realize is that the prequels only exist because oh, the right there, dude. I'm watching it live. I know it's ridiculous, but he's just like, "You were my brother. I loved you." And then it cuts right to when Vader slashes through him in A New Hope. Yeah, and you that's failed so... your highness. And then you see Luke holding his dad dying. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm ready to cry. <laughs> but it, like that's that's what people need to take away from the prequels is that the prequels only exist in the context of the of the original trilogy like they exist to give context and additional information to the ot oh my god right at the end when, he, when he's holding qui-gon yeah. they, and they do that like train him 
Yeah. And then they go to, to, to Obi-Wan in New Hope. He's like, if you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you can ever imagine. I'm like, no. No. Oh, you're right. You do, Obi-Wan, because you train his son to fucking turn you back. Yeah. See, oh my God. It's a it's a redemption story. And that's I, what I want this now. three minute video to be in theaters. Like that's how <laughs> much I like this video. I'm not kidding. I teach in college and I made my students watch this at the end of the lecture yesterday. I mean that's fantastic though. Yeah. But I said it's... you can leave if you want to, but if we have time, we are gonna watch this video. It's like it's three minutes. It's Star Wars and if if the, the word Star Wars, if you're walking out because of the word Star Wars, never come back in my classroom again. Yeah. And I already <laughs> told him, I was like, I, I know most of you motherfuckers are probably idiots because you grew up during the prequel era, but that's okay. <laughs> I love you. We forgive you. I'm just you. kidding. Sorry. We forgive you. <laughs> Remember, I, I'm getting away from that stuff. But um, I, like I said, like it's a, it shows the redemption story of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is oftentimes lost. Like That is lost in the greater story of Anakin Skywalker, but... But through Luke's actions, he not only redeemed Anakin, he redeemed Obi-Wan. Like, if, 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 if Luke Skywalker goes into that fight in Episode Six, turns to the dark side and does not kill the... Well, of course. I mean, you know, if you listen to some of the voiceover, they, they pull it from Rebels, and that's where Obi-Wan is telling Darth Maul that he's watching the Chosen One now. Yeah. Like, Obi-Wan truly believes that Luke becomes the Chosen One. Exactly. Yeah. At least based on the new canon because of Rebels. Yeah. So the the chosen one, yeah, like the chosen one I guess is now a fluid kind of movie. Because there's a conversation where Maul's like, Why are you living like a rat in the desert? Yeah, oh, he's like not you something have a purpose. Someone. You're, exactly. Yeah. And yep. and then Obi Wan tells him as he's dying, like, Yes. The ch- and I'm, he, yeah. I'm watching the chosen one essentially. Yeah, and then Maul says he will redeem both of us. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful moment. I mean, that's why again, Rebels is. I mean, we we love Resistance, but at this point in time, Rebels is in terms of emotional impact. That that fourth season is a a nothing but gut punches left and right. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, so uh, that's fantastic. I mean, just random fandom people. I mean, we probably should include our fandom segment, but either way, I, I I stand by my title where I I basically say. I don't basically, I typed, good luck not getting gutted by this beautiful Obi-Wan Kenobi tribute video. Yeah, and like this just makes me want uh, a Kenobi standalone video, uh, movie all, all the It's more. coming to Disney+. Plus. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see. So, um, moving on to more fan-made Star Wars awesome. Uh, this week, we got a fan-made Star Wars Episode Nine teaser from Smasher. Uh, they kind of excel in just cooking up concept trailers based on movies they know are going to happen but haven't had anything released yet. And, Nick, I don't know. I mean, how did you take this trailer? Did you dig it? Did you, did you like the way it flowed or, or what? I, I dug it. I think it was. it's cool in the place of the nothing that we have right now. Right. But it's very – like, I mean, what it lacks from a from a trailer is like a cohesive – direction i guess you would say like like i will say like the imagery is really cool the the scene yeah, they, they kind of the really way cool. it flows they're almost proposing that ray is struggling yeah like like she's having a pull to the dark and that that's the only thing i don't 
quite agree with because I think in eight it's made pretty clear that she's light for life. I mean, even Snoke says, "I have no chance trying to fucking work you over, so you just need to die." Yeah, exactly. I mean, he straight up says, "Oh, you're a Jedi." Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't work you over like this fucking bozo who came from Jedi Jism. You know, I, 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 I can work him over like putty, but you, you fucking scumbag from shithole Jakku, you have way more control and way more insights into who you are than anybody, so I'm just going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. But th- this trailer kind of proposes that she may be struggling with a pool where I'm just like, nah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really fit with the narrative that we've seen so far. The one interesting thing, and I think this is like just a cut in, like they added this, but the the scene where it it shows the two sabers. So somebody, I think it's Luke. He he unwraps. I mean, you don't see who the person is, but I assume it's Luke. He unwraps like this this sh- like piece of paper, whatever it is, and it has the Skywalker family saber in it and a, another lightsaber. Um, that's not anything that we've seen before, but it's an interesting concept that, that, and I think what they're trying to propose is that this lightsaber that is being held or like that's next to the Skywalker family one might be Kylo's like when Kylo was at the well, they, Academy. They also, he also teases like a case being opened of Darth Vader's lightsaber. Yeah, I saw that, which is essentially like, like just like a, the sky. Yeah, it was the episode like, 7. Like scene. Kylo is opening that. Like he's 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 finally found Vader's lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, think about it. We have no fucking clue where Vader's saber's at. You, you'd assume that it went down the shaft, right, when Luke fucking chopped his hand off. Yeah, we don't. I think, oh, wait, 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 wait. no, yeah. I mean, Luke chops his fucking saber arm off. Yeah, his saber hand off, and it flies in. Yeah, so yeah, I don't think that that... I mean, then again, there is, you know, the fact that fucking we found the Skywalker family saber in Episode 7. We also assume that that yeah, was again, gone. Yeah, so again, I, I, right, you're exactly right. I mean, <laughs> if it fell down a shaft, obviously it can be found by Maz Kanata floating through space or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's cool shit. Like, you're so right. It's like, where the fuck... Wasn't there a rumor that one of the opening shots of TFA was going to be Luke's severed hand floating through space holding the saber? I remember that there was something to do with Luke's saber because they were like, well, how are they going to find it? Like, it, it's got to be somewhere, right? Like, how'd they find yeah. it? I like mean, back like- in back in old canon, there was like a one of the books had a story where it was Anakin Solo and his brother that one of their missions was to go find their uncle's missing lightsaber. And they did. Like, they found it. Um Got but you. yeah, I think it's cool. Like some of the shit that was inserted, like I was saying, the the scene with the two sabers and then the hand reaching. Yeah, for I the mean, one. again, it, people, it's a fan trailer made up of random footage from movies, video games, or whatever. So it, yeah, I mean, it can only show so much. I mean, in the end, when I share this type of stuff, just because I appreciate the fandom that goes into it, and it, it, it's it's well done. I mean, it, it may not remotely tell the narrative we're going to get in nine, but overall, it's well done for what they had to work with. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, it's it splices like the the work it took to splice everything together. And again, in the absence of an actual episode nine trailer, you can watch this and like you know get your jimmies rustling. You get hyped up a little bit. You're like, okay, okay, exactly. exactly. So. Because we haven't had shit yet. We don't even have a fucking title. And I'm still holding out hope that we're going to get the title before Celebration. But 
it's getting close at this point. Yeah, I mean, we're literally talking like three three weeks away, so we might not get it. But again, like, there's not as much like I didn't like this one as much as the Obi one. I think that you can agree oh, with come that. Come on, as well. I mean, yeah, that that, that Obi one right now, dude. I may have that played at my funeral at this point. <laughs> it would be beautiful. It'd be. A beautiful I mean, that that shit time. to me is it's it's goddamn. It, it is art in motion at this point. Yeah, just take it and superimpose your face onto Obi's face. I'm not then... kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to embellish. <laughs> the first time I watched that, I almost had to go to bed. You just lay I mean, down. I was just curl up. fucking devastated. <laughs> like I was, I was doing like I was sobbing, like, <gasps> like I almost wish we ha- I did a, a just a reaction video. That would have been, you know, a real one. I almost need to just start doing that now. The yeah, way I like, am, like the way I, I'll cry. I cried over the Frozen Two teaser, <laughs> and nothing happened. I just cried because it's Frozen, and that's my daughter, and some of the musical themes get me, but. I got all fucking worked up over that. I mean, that's just the headspace I'm in these days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, you know, reaction post for <laughs> actual episode nine trailer is definitely needed. Then. Oh, my God. That um, That's, you know, that's the one thing that pisses me off because I know it's going to drop in, at, at Celebration. celebration yeah. And I know I'm going to have a pit in my stomach until I put out something on it. Yeah. So, like, as soon as it drops, I know I'm going to have to run back to the hotel and probably spend two hours or more breaking it down. Well, we just do a, co- a collab video. I'll be in with you. We just, just, we'll just do a yeah, podcast. Exactly. We'll, do a we'll, podcast. we'll do something. Like, yeah. I, I feel like we're almost at the, we're, we're going to have to do a video breakdown like I do on EB for the trailers where I grab stills and I break them down and speculate what I think is going to happen. Yeah. But then we're also going to have to do, like I said, recap cast. Yeah. Like the the celebration trip is is gonna be a work trip, <laughs> yeah, a somewhat fun working trip. Yeah, so it should should be. And, and you may you may hear me slurring more than ever because <laughs> it, it will be a fun working trip. Like I'm not trying to be all serious out here. Yeah, I mean, it could be Friday night. We we watch the trailer a few hours earlier, and you know Nick and Matt have just come back from a bender. <laughs> and I'm like, and Nick's actually talking English, and I'll just go, bah. Yeah, I'll I'll translate the best that I can. Yeah, you'll be like, because you'll actually be, you'll be able to see me. Be like, uh, well, what his, Matt's his trying one to eye's here. closed, his left side of his face is droopy, but he's still making noises out of his mouth. So I guess we'll keep his mic hot. Yeah, we'll just leave it on and see where <laughs> see where we can get with this. Right, <laughs> but. Yeah, so it's gonna be a. You'll be like, oh, "What'd you think time. of that scene?" I'll be like, "Nah, that was ba ba It's like that's generally positive thing. He liked that. Yes, he liked. Like, that. Well, he liked it. Yeah, he so. liked it. People, he's like Mikey. All <laughs> right, man, let's go ahead and move on to the last one. We we obviously we're gonna set a new record tonight. This is gonna be uh, yeah marathon. That's usually what happens when we go before we go live. We're like, oh yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be quick one. Nope. We're going for two hours. <laughs> yeah. So the, this last this last piece, usually we save episode nine Epic news for fail. last. Oh, man. Like, I got on today. I was like, we'll probably get this done in less than yeah, an hour Yeah, Nick's and a half. like, I basically have a brain tumor. I can hardly <laughs> fucking see straight or talk. Can we make this quick? Nah, let's go ahead and make it our longest ever. Yeah. So running up on the two-hour mark, we're going to jump into the big, literally the biggest piece of news of the week. And, uh, oh, cool. Yeah. 
it's it's a it's a rumor. So usually, if you guys have listened, you know, listened for a while, you know, we save episode nine news for last. There was no episode nine news. Like, what's happening now is there's almost like a moratorium on on new stuff until celebration. Like I we think said. I think you're right. Some like, asshole site today. I didn't even bring it up. They're like, oh, episode nine logo revealed, and they literally showed the X one. Yeah. Because they're fucking dumb and they're just like you fucking clickbaity asshole. I hate it. I'm not a fan, but you know that's how people fucking find you because dumb shit like that. But this piece of news, this is actually it's, it's a rumor. So let's not say call it a piece of news. It's a rumor. But this is something that Matt and I talked about. Oh, dude, way exactly. fucking long ago. Exactly. Like exactly. uh, we we brought this up day one when when D, when the the as I will refer to them because I don't feel like saying their names over and over the Got Bros yeah AKA so, David Benioff and uh, DB what DB Weiss yeah. yeah yep so these two guys it was announced so when they were going on their announcing spree of like these people you know Ryan Johnson's got his own trilogy we're we're getting news rumors then we get a, a drop that. Benioff and Weiss have their own series of films that they're going to be uh, handling. They're going to be doing all the creative work for this series of Star Wars films. We had no idea what it was about. There was no announcement like, it's set here, it's set here, this is what it's about, nothing. So when that news came out a long time ago, Matt and I talked about it on the cast, as we do, and we said the perfect thing for these guys to take on would be Old Republic. Old Republic not only fits with uh what where the interest lies in the fan base something that we've always wanted to see is is live action old republic uh movie but also it fits with what they've been doing recently like game of thrones is a very brutal you know just adult graphic type of movie uh or type of tv series and the old republic would be something that mirrors that like the old republic if, if you guys know that time period, the Old Republic is, is legions of Jedi and Sith fighting to get, like fighting against each other, massive battles, wars, just it was a very bloody time in the galaxy because there were these all I mean, out battles. This is this is like your era, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I love to, the Old Republic. Between us, this is your expertise. I mean we 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 both played the co tours, but you've heavily invested into the the slow tour. Right? Yeah, the the old Republic MMO, and like I love that game, and it, what it was entirely, what it is entirely based around is this this constant battle between the Jedi and the Sith over planets. Now, Nick systems, was everything. was. Is SWOTOR set before KOTOR or after? After. Because one of the expansions for SWOTOR was um, essentially the return of Darth Revan. So in the, really? In the, like, so he breaks bad again? Yeah. Well, so the way that it goes is that... So he goes good to bad to good to bad. To good to bad, yeah. So, like... in. In the very early release stages of the game, there were it's essentially like an MMO dungeon, like not a full on raid, but like a smaller instance where you can play through it. And one of them was called the Foundry. And um, essentially what the Foundry was is uh, Darth. It wasn't called Darth Revan. It's called Revan now. Revan takes control of this droid manufacturing, um, basically like a ship, like a, a massive uh battle station that 
produces battle droids. You go on to it, and then at the end, you fight them. Like B- B1 battle droids, like Roger Roger? It was so you didn't actually see. No, it wasn't B ones. It was like other types of battle droids. <laughs> they, also, they look like what HK forty seven death droids. H, you fight HK in that instance. So you fight HK forty seven. So he's got HK with him. He's Meat one of the bosses. Bags. And he says that a lot. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he says that a lot. Um, a lot of uh, almost like droidica style. There's like two big legs of um, big guns on their arms and stuff. Giant, just a whole lot of. Are different they fighting things. for the trade federation? They are not fighting taxation the of trade routes. There was some taxation talk. No, but um, so that you, you fight him for the first time there. And then there was an entire expansion that was, that was uh, set around Revan. It's called the shadow of Revan, which is essentially, no I yeah. had no clue that. That's why I said, I mean, I knew this was like your bread and butter. Yeah. So, so what do you think? Like if this is legit, do you think they go KOTOR or more general SWOTOR? Because Kotor would be easy, man. Let, yeah. Let's let, let's let's do a trilogy, and focus on how Revan falls. I mean, they, they could fucking retell Kotor one, and I'd be happy. Yeah. Over and I a think, trilogy, like retell how he went to the. Did he go to the unknown? Unknown essentially? regions. Yeah. So him and Malak went to the unknown regions. Was Malak as, a Jedi too? Yeah. So it was it was them two as Jedi go to the unknown regions during the Mandalorian Wars. So like this is when. The Mandalorians were trying to overthrow the galaxy, essentially. Like they mobilized in full force, and it took the the power of the Jedi and the rest of the Republic systems to to essentially in you know to fight them off. But during the Mandalorian Wars, Malak and Revan go to the unknown regions of space, and they're gone for a while. And they come back, and they're Sith. Like they they have switched from Jedi to Sith, so that's when the narrative of this uh, this um you know Sith Lord in the unknown regions of space came from. Now obviously this isn't linked to like Palpatine or no, Snoke no, no. or anything uh, at like this that. Point, all this has been aborted, by the way. Yeah, yeah. This isn't yeah. This isn't canon anymore. This is the story. This is the you know the 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 beginning of Kotor though this is the Kotor story for Revan. Well, I mean the movies could reintroduce it to canon. I Definitely think that's why could. we're excited. Definitely could. So like that's the money way to do it. You take it and you just take what you know works and is one of the most successful Star Wars video games of all time. You turn oh, that into a movie. Dude, you you know as well as I do. If they Kotor a trilogy, it, it would have potential to make more than possibly these new 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 sequels oh yeah dude i really do i like i think that because it, it polar at this point until you know obviously the way the world is now i mean you, you, once someone would watch a movie i mean obviously they'd find some issues with it and polarize it but up until the first movie coming out it, there's zero polarization at this point for that era yeah exactly there's people can't get beefs over anything i mean the, obviously if disney's like well we're gonna we're going to make Bastilla a major character. And they'll be like, oh, God damn it. Fucking Captain Marvel syndrome. Yeah, that, that like they could jump on that for sure. But here's the thing that's interesting about this time period. It's like if when you think Star Wars, you don't think like action movie, right? Like Star Wars isn't really an action movie. Not necessarily. Right. But with the old Republic, like if you wanted to go that way, you definitely could. Like well, as you were saying, an with, movie type of thing. you know, the got bros and what they bring, I mean, the, the, this time period suits them perfectly. I mean, 
to me, some of the greatest Star Wars footage are some of the CGI cutscenes for SWOTOR. Yeah, like that uh, first. Which is, fucking... is that is that Malgith? Malgus. 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 Yeah. yeah, that that first one of the first CGIs they show him like unleashing all these fucking Sith on all these jets. I mean, that shit's fucking nuts. Yeah, like one of my now this is you know one of my uh, friends. Well, a guy that I used to hang out a lot with a lot when I moved to Austin at first used to work for um, EA Bioware on Star Wars The Old Republic like when it first launched and he told me like this is after the game had kind of fallen off in popularity there were a lot of problems around launch and everything but I, I was talking to him I was like I thought it would have been cool to do just exactly what you said Matt like make a movie based off of those fucking like in that same animation style just do a whole movie and he, and he said that was the plan. Like, the plan was to do that. And then George Lucas was like, you better fucking not. Like, George Lucas shit on that game pretty hard from what he said. Like, he essentially told them, like, you can't use anything from the movies. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't use this character. You can't mention that character. He shit on the whole thing. So they had a plan to turn that style of animation into a movie, but it just could never happen because of Lucas. Um, but... Yeah, we're, so getting back to this rumor. So this rumor comes out of Star Wars Newsnet, and it's from an unnamed source. And basically what they're saying is that the D.B. Weiss and David Benioff movies are set in the Old Republic, and this is how they describe it. Um, the timeline is, 100 years prior to, is hundreds of years prior to the Scar- Skywalkers, so think almost Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings. Um Okay, yeah, okay. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Fucking dude, sign like, me up. Tell me when it's coming out. I'll be there. Yeah. So, Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings is, like, essentially saying, like, two of the two of the most popular two fantasy franchises in history are going to meet to make a super film franchise. Like, how do people not go see that? But also what I don't want, here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want them to make this movie and then there are Jedi riding horses. Oh, please, no. Like, I don't want that. Like, I still No, no, they could ride speeder bikes, swoop bikes, whatever, but not fucking horses. Yeah, like, I don't want them to. There are no horses in Star Wars. Yeah, no, it still needs to be futuristic. Like, I don't want it, like, the way that he's says that it makes me think that they're going to lose the futuristic feel to it and go to almost like a medieval style, like a medieval type of feel to this movie where you're going back to like the origins of the force. And like, again, like with old Canon, there were like, you can literally see art renderings of force imbued blades, like physical swords with force energy kind of going up them. And this is like in, in, like pre first schism this is like around the force wars when the entire like when when the first people who discovered the force were were battling over how it should be used so if they go back to that i don't know if i want that like what i would want is yeah go back but like like we were saying like do it like kotor where it's still futuristic there's still starships there's still space travel there's still still all of this lightsabers and stuff like that but like just go you know tell us or not really origins, but like, you know, earlier stories. Um, so that was how they placed it. 
another quote says Disney wants to open up the Star Wars time the Star Wars timeline and appeal to a more Game of Thrones style audience. So that means way more mature. You're probably talking. I don't, I don't think I don't think we're talking like s- the sex and stuff, but no. I, I think in terms of actual battles, and I hate to bring it up, but we're talking like Geonosian Arena scale times ten, or you know the Geonosian field battle. I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Like ramp, maybe like, like, like Battle of the Bastards, but Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Ramping up the violence a little bit more because, I mean. Really, if you think it, like, what's the most violent battle that we've seen in Star Wars history? Like, that's a hard. Anakin versus Count Dooku. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, the guy gets his and it's fucking just head he cut off. because he decapitates him. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, Mace Windu versus Jango. Yeah, again, head cut off. I, I mean, that's... I mean, really, I guess you could argue Obi Wan versus Ponda Baba, and he chops his arm off, and there's blood because they forgot that. In the new hope, if you use a lightsaber, it cauterizes. Yeah, I mean, you could go to the the end scene of Episode Three where Anakin literally gets like roasted like a fucking hot dog. I mean, but if if they're if they're trying to capture a more mature Game of Thrones style audience, you, you need to do, focus on something like a Battle of the Bastards type of thing, like where it's more violent, it's more visceral. Because Star Wars battles aren't visceral; they're visually you know and captivating but they're not visceral so that could be something another quote i mean like essentially the 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 quote from the source wraps up and says filming starts in the fall and the art department is uh, they're already in design in the design phase art department's already in design phase uh scripts are being finalized and he says that that's all i know but i'm 95 percent confident that this is accurate this is so. This is coming from one source from Star Wars Newsnet. Um, no confirmation. Like, there's been no second source confirmation. Like, if you know anything about news stories and stuff like that, they generally don't say something is confirmed until there's a second qualified source that is saying the same thing. Um, but it's really interesting to think that they would make this jump because. Do you think most casual Star Wars fans even know what the Old Republic is? I don't give a fuck about casual <laughs> Star Wars fans, to be honest with you. I don't... Whatever. To me, they're whatever. Yeah. You know? But they're the I bangers. Mean, like, they, they, like, the casual fans is what brings the billion. I guess. Like... Not really. No. The, the casual fans bring you... They'll, they'll, they'll win you week one, week two, maybe... We're the idiots that bring you billions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're we're the repeat viewers. That that's where movies make billions. That's where like, uh, my my one stunt buddy, like, yeah, I talked up Aquaman to him. He's like, "Fuck you, Aquaman's stupid." I was like, "Dude, it's made the most money ever for DC." He's like, "Yeah, it's fucking bullshit." <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. I mean, you you may not like it. You may not like the character, but in the end. If a fucking movie makes a billion dollars in cinema, it's not because there's some agenda by the studio or, or like some crazy deep state shit going on. It's because people went and saw it multiple times. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason movies make even a half a billion. Yeah, you, you need. Yeah, you're right. It's called repetitive screenings. Yeah. 
So, yeah, you're right there. So I think, like, the casual fans, yeah, the casual fans will get you the big bang in the beginning, but the, the hardcores, yeah. I they, mean, you they do need, you. and that's why Solo suffered, clearly. Because of the ca- the casuals yes. didn't go. Yeah, I mean, y- your point is valid 100%. It just was a little backwards. Like, the, we're the people that stretch it to a bill. Yeah. Casuals are the ones that make executives feel happy within the first month after release. Yeah. So, I mean, you need both parts of the fandom. I, I, I do, but it's still Star Wars. So yeah. if they're, if they're going to throw out brand new Star Wars, fuck the Skywalkers, this is something fucking wild. If you've never played the video games or haven't been in an EU, prepare for something different. Yeah, that you've never seen before. And, like, if they're going to do that, I think the, the easiest way to capture them is something like they did with that SWOTOR trailer that you talked about. Like, yeah. You have a red lightsaber battle. Yeah. Like a red lightsaber come up and then 20 other red lightsabers come up and you're like, holy shit. Like this is going down. Like this is not. You got to think for these guys. I mean, these two can draw on their, their got fan base too. Oh yeah. Especially if it it does go this route. And we are talking the, 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 the closer to Kings and Queens heir of star Wars, which is the old Republic. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, we're talking full-scale Sith order. Yeah, like, this is before the Rule of Two. I mean, the, the Old Republic era is why the Rule of Two was implemented, because they, they became such assholes, they, they couldn't fucking organize themselves against the Jedi. Yeah, they were because they were too concerned about fucking kicking each other's ass. Exactly. Like there was so much. They're they're on Corbond fucking slaughtering each other to see who was tougher. Yeah. So like I'm a bigger badass than you are. And dude, here's what I want, though. I want Old Republic, but I want the focus to be on the Sith. Because that's the interesting part of, of the Old Republic. Like, of course. We've already seen, like, if you go back to prequel time, we've already seen an era where you're focused on the Jedi right. and the, the Jedi, Jedi order were, is, were, the, is, were the ruling class. Exactly. I want to see it focused on the bad guys, the Sith. Because, I mean, back, back in that era, Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, the Jedi weren't as foo-foo-y as they are under Yoda's leadership, right? No, they were definitely... More, I mean, they, about, they're all they were the warriors, like, the, yeah. they were we're ready to fucking fight, yeah. They were the warrior class, they like, weren't they weren't peacekeepers, no, as Yoda's Jedi's were, no, like Yoda's Jedi essentially were, um, they wouldn't they, fight unless they absolutely had to, which came down to they got duped because they're too fucking dumb and hubris, yeah, they had too much hubris, and, and they, that they was they that was because of thousands of years of non-confrontational exactly galaxy again palpatine is a fucking pimp yeah but back then like the jedi knew if we don't fight we die like the sith are in massive numbers if we don't fight them then they're going to overrun us we there's not an option for us to not to sit back and be non-violent like it was it was battlefields full of of jedi in one story like this is from the Darth, darth bane trilogy there was a jedi a jedi who could not use the force. He had no force abilities, but he was one what of the pussy. best swordsmen to ever live. He could beat <laughs> he could beat Jedi swordsmen who had the force because of so how he, good he's he was. So he's essentially cheered Imway. Yeah, basically. Yeah. The guy and like he ends up dying to Darth Bane in a fight, but like he he could take on Jedi masters in in lightsaber combat and they could not beat him. Um 
so that's well, what speaking you of lightsabers in that era. I mean, we got white, silver, oh, yeah. orange, Anything. yellow, everything, purple, mm-hmm. black. Throw it all out there. I mean, it depends on how Double far bladed, back you go. Two handed lightsabers. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know, dude. I I know where you're at. You're you're right with me. I mean, sign us the fuck up. Yeah. It's this isn't even a question. Like Old been, Republic live action? I mean, please. Dude, I've been asking for Old Republic live action movies since the day I heard Disney bought right. the license. Yeah, I mean, if you want to let the past die, as in the Skywalker saga, here we go. Yeah, you don't have to. I, I feel like a lot of people are misinterpreting the idea that to progress, you need to move forward in time. In this instance, if you want to progress, yeah. go back. Of course. Oh, that's where all the interesting shit is. They, 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 you have so much content to tell three movies from that era. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, p- pick a fucking year, like, anywhere. You can make all brand new characters and content. It doesn't oh, matter. You, you And, like, you're completely outside of the reach. Like, like you've been saying, Matt, like, if you're going into the future, you need to reference Skywalker. It needs to be there because right. Skywalker has essentially shaped the galaxy. Exactly. If, in this you, era... You don't have to do shit. Yeah, you can have any. You could do anything you want. I mean, like you could tell the whole story of the Sith I mean, Triumph. Like anything. Palpatine doesn't even exist at this. I mean, no. th- we're talking upwards of a thousand years prior to Battle of Yavin, or the even the fucking New Republic, or not New Republic, the Republic. Yeah, the the Republic as we know it in the prequels. I mean, like this is before Palpatine, before Palpatine's master, before Palpatine's master's master. Like, yeah, so. It's it's a fucking free range. Like, I don't know. If this is true, this may be, like, with these two guys behind it, and if this is an Old Republic thing, if they execute this right, this could become epic. The, the, the best Star Wars epic. movies ever. Yeah. Period. Like, I, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean. I mean, of course, like, I, you always hold. I can't. Yeah, we can't go that far because. In the end, the classics are what spawned everything, so yeah. they they earn the title of best ever just on that, in People. my opinion. Yeah, but the, but the, no, in terms of non Skywalker properties, thousand percent. Yeah, I mean these could. I think what Nick was trying to say, or hey, he could say whatever he wants. I guess what I'm trying to say, these could rival. They could they could at least sit in the conversation of the classic trilogy, Skywalker style. If done right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's taking it's it's they could spot. I mean, honestly, Nick, they could spawn their own nine film run. Ex- if done yeah, right. that's where I was going. Like this is the Skywalker. Like you're essentially remaking the Skywalker trilogy or saga outside of that time period, and with a completely new cast of characters. It could end with Revan being born. Yeah, like it, there's limitless possibilities to a, a story line like this in a time period like this it's what i've always wanted like the the fact that we talked about this forever ago and now it's like there's a source you know quote unquote a source that has worked on every disney star wars movie that's saying that this is old republic i may die in the theater like if they if if we if i fucking walk (laughs) in there and like you know if we see the first trailer and and we see fucking revan's mask Oh I, I may die right there. 
Like I, that if could he be. If you don't die, he'll at least pull a Pee Wee Herman in the theater. <laughs> yeah. If if if, if anybody knows right. what that reference is, he, he's gonna have to get some of his excitement out, and it's either gonna be through death or Pee Wee Herman style movie yeah. theater action. <laughs> so look that up if you don't know, get that <laughs> reference. <laughs> now I go. Now all I can do is envision you jerking yourself off oh frantically. God. In a movie theater watching Star Wars The Old Republic. Dude, if it could happen. It, like, I'm telling you, it fucking... If, yeah, and Nick's like, oh, oh. If, Dar- if Darth Revan and HK-47 walk oh. onto the screen, that's it's a possibility. It's like, oh. But, so yeah, that's... Yeah, hey, man, it'd be great. Let, yeah. Let's hope this, this rumor comes to fruition. And, and honestly, we're, we're going to be looking for this type of stuff because... Come December 2019, goodbye, goodbye speculating on Star active Star Wars pro- movie projects, at least. Yeah, I mean, this guy is saying filming starts in the fall. Do right. you realize how soon fall is? It, it ain't far, especially if you're old, because the older you get, months turn into days, years turn into months. Uh, I, I mean, it, it'll be here before you know it, honestly. Yeah, like, the thing is, if it's fall, then... And filming starts, then, then like the the announcement can't be far behind that. Like we've known about every Star Wars movie before filming started. So, yeah. I mean, it will be interesting to see if anything about this is true. Um, yeah, well, I'm excited. F- fingers crossed, buddy, because uh, as you said, I mean, it, it is a ripe era for the picking. Plenty of great narratives could be told. And, and honestly, they wouldn't even have to tell a narrative based on any of the characters we even know from the aborted um, EU in that time frame. I mean, yeah. it could be all brand new. And I, th- I still think it would be something so unique and different that, that people would eat it up. Yeah. I just think that the only thing that I want them to stay like, don't do it like it is now to where it's like, you know, two Jedi, two Sith, like they're all working in the shadows. So no, like no, no, no. maintain no. the, the same exact concept. Do it as yeah. prescribed. I mean, we're talking battalions of Sith battalions of Jedi. Yeah. It's a fundamental good versus bad battle. Yeah. You know, the E uh, the Alliance versus the Axis in world war two, that type of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So, Take All right, it. man. Well, what a fucking marathon we just went on. I mean, we're, we're clocking 2.20. And in my part of the world, it's fucking 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, good thing I'm a freak and don't really sleep but more than four hours a day. And really this week, because of all my Luke Skywalker toy photography work, I've been staying up till 3 every day anyways. But it, it was a it was a slog tonight. A good slog, though. I mean, slog might be the the wrong word. I definitely had a blast talking for almost two and a half hours about Star Wars. But yeah, that's what we do, right? I mean, we we sit here and we we bitch and moan like, oh, we might not have enough stuff to talk about, and wow, well, we might have to save something. And then, lo and behold, we turn basically nothing into two and a half hours of two Star Wars fanboys talking about Star Wars. It was a but hey, people. Day. That's why you should tune in, right? Um, again, I just want to reiterate, we we love all of you that have been interacting with us on IG, Twitter, uh, even on the site now, on YouTube. We're starting to get a little interaction. That is fucking tits. I yeah. said tits a lot tonight. I got tits on the mind. I don't know why. Maybe I need to go jerk off or something. 
But to me, tits means good. It's the same thing as saying awesome. So we appreciate you. It goes a long way, not only for our morale, but also in making the site, making the podcast more relevant within the internet space. So, you know, today I shared a video. You can now go on iTunes and literally just search Star Wars in the podcast, and we will show the fuck up. That is a huge milestone. But with your help, we can get better. We can not only show up, we can start showing up above the fold, meaning you're not going to have to scroll to find us. We're going to show up right up at the top. So keep at it, people. Keep listening, downloading, liking, sharing, commenting. If you, even if it's hate, we want that because we can take that hate and reevaluate. I'm also a rapper. You guys didn't know that. you got to catch my first album. It's coming out soon. But please, in all seriousness... We do appreciate your listening. We do appreciate you following, commenting, subscribing, sharing, loving, even hating. Again, we just want recognition. We just want feedback. Give it to us. Let us know what you think, people. But in the meantime, please, StarWarsTime.net. Get used to it. StarWarsTime.net. You can even make a jingle out of it. kind of flows, rolls off the tongue. But if you go there, you can get the content we put up. You can get quick access to the podcast, old podcasts, new podcasts, subscribe links, the YouTube. We got it all. Please, people, give us a chance. Come along for the ride. Come talk for over two hours into the wee hours of the morning with us. That's why we do what we do. Because there's always time for Star Wars time. May the Force be with you. Always. Fuck me.